With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Video Connoisseur, Matt here as always, and this week I'm joined by two special guests who are no strangers to our podcast here. Uh, once again, we welcome back Brett and Ty from uh, Come Up With Reviews. Welcome, guys. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, and I'm happy to be here. Yes, yeah. you guys are, are furthering your, your record as as uh, yes. most guest spots. I was I was thinking that like this is our 25th appearance, right? right. It's like. <laughs> It's almost like um, what was it um, uh, on uh, uh, the early days of Conan O'Brien where he would have like Dr. Joyce or, or like Al Roker on all the time. Um, yeah, it's like right, Abe Vigoda. Right, Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. Star of Shannon Films is uh, Keaton's cop. Right. <laughs> right. Keaton's gonna get you. There's a song, right? <laughs> a, a great song. Did you see that one, Matt? No, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, oh. I'll see where it's available. Yeah, I might well, have to check that one out. It, I, I would recommend it to people because the cast is quite elderly and it's kind of fun to watch. It's it's almost like the cocoon of action movies. <laughs> I mean, That's a crazy. perfect description. I mean, it, it's crazy thing with Abe Vigoda. I mean, he was elderly <laughs> during Barney Miller in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> That's his career. His career is, is a guy who's old. And he <laughs> rode that through the 2000s. You know? yeah, it's amazing. I mean, yeah, he, I remember he was on Conan at one time and he was talking about how he was reported as being dead. Um, and, and that was like a whole big thing about like how, you know, he isn't dead. You know, he's on, he's on Conan O'Brien right now. So. Well, we were all very relieved, um, but he ha he has dipped his toe into the action movie world with Keaton's Cop, which is yeah, definitely a, a good segue into what we're talking about: right, action people exactly. and action movies. Yeah, so I mean, this this podcast episode idea, I think it sprung initially from the PM Entertainment episode that you guys did, which was really great. And the, the funny thing about that list, of course, is that you guys had your five. And it was identical to my – I mean, it wasn't the, – the order wasn't the same, but the, the movies were the same, right? It was the same five movies. And, That's um, amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, and, and we got off that call. You know, we ended – we got off the um, the recording. We did our kind of post-recording conversation. And <laughs> the after show, right? Yeah, after, after show, which we don't <laughs> – We've got to start recording. I know. Uh, we should. We should. Yeah, I, I've already talked about, like, those things like Patreon. Maybe that's what we could do with, like, a, a Patreon. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you, 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 you – well, 
It's like yeah. the Talking Dead, right? It's like remember in the Walking Dead that zombie bit that guy. That was great. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> it's an hour of people talking about what they just watched. I just, <laughs> just watched it. You just watched it. Yeah, and now you're yeah, exact yeah, yeah. It's the same yeah, we, we we could do the same thing, right? Like we just talked about that, and we're talking about it on the show. You know, um but but in that post, I, I I think it was you, Ty, who said, Oh, we forgot to mention skyscraper, you know, because I think we were talking about honorable mentions outside of the top five. Mm-hmm. And um and so I was like, oh, you know, I had never even seen Skyscraper at that point. I needed to review it. So I reviewed it for the blog. And then, um, you know, a friend of both of our sites, uh, Richard Haas, commented on the Facebook post. He's like, you got to do a podcast about this. Um, and so, you know, at that time, you guys were scheduled to come on and talk about Cynthia Rothrock. And I felt like the podcast had only done really kind of one Rothrock movie, and that was Mercenaries, which didn't really have her in it that much, and it wasn't really a, a, a standout film overall. So I felt like she needed her spotlight. Um, so I wanted to keep going with that that episode. I think it was worth it that we did a, a, a Rothrock featured episode. But then it was like, okay, well, the next time you guys come on, we got to do, we got to, you know, uh, fulfill Richard Richard's request. And um, and also, I think we had talked about maybe doing it. But then I think in our post show when I was on with you guys with the Lamas <laughs> one for that post show, we were yeah. talking about like, can we do a full episode on skyscraper, which yeah. who knows, maybe we can, but we figure we'd add in to the limit. Um, just to, yeah, might as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you're talking about one, you might as well talk about the other. Um, but another reason why it's really apt to have you guys on to talk about this is that on your podcast, you do a segment called could have been a contender. So I don't know if you guys wanted to tell people who aren't familiar with it, which if you're not, you should be, you should be listening to their podcast as well. So you should be familiar with this segment, but, um, but for people who aren't familiar, can you tell them what, what is that could have been a contender segment? Uh, well, um, during the eighties and nineties, a lot of people, you know, entered the action film realm and, you know, then they deserve to be there, you know, such as Richard Norton and, um, Jay Roberts Jr. And, uh, Eddie Albert and all these people, you know, tried their hand at it with varying degrees of success. However, there are lots of people that should have done that, but for whatever reason they didn't. And the classic example we always give is Fabio. Why was Fabio not in one of these action movies? You know, and, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it seems like a missed opportunity, and but then the other names came to the fore as well, such as Butterbean and yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 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 who else? Ty. Well, well uh, I mean, do you want to get to the silly part? You know, there's uh, you know, there's Joyce Brothers, there's uh, you know, Doctor Roof. You're going to the silly well, see, No, but that's way down the line once it got oh, really silly. Oh, I mean, like actual uh, good ones, maybe. Um, let me think. Well, Bacula, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's hard to remember now. <laughs> well, John Tesh was one that you guys brought up, which might be yeah. silly, oh, but he's also yeah. a big guy. Like, he also yeah. could do it, you know? So I think yeah, he's kind off. of athletic, too. Maybe he has, like, a beard stubble. I think we talked about this before. He has piano keys that are, like, nunchucks or something. Or throwing stars. Sorry. Right, right. Or, like, those little knives from Desperado that Danny Trejo yeah. had Desperado. Like that. Yeah, it would be like that. Right. Maybe. So yeah, there's a whole panoply of people that could have been in these action movies, and for whatever reason they didn't. So we took that segment to highlight those people, which is funny because originally it wasn't a segment. It was just an episode idea we had for the podcast, but a lot of people liked it and it got a lot of good feedback. So we said, hey, yeah. there's always going to be more people. So we turned it into a segment. Well, we had a, we had a suggestion. It was Deion Sanders. That was a couple months ago now. But yeah. that would that would work. Most football players could – pull it off yeah well, yeah we had bosworth so well, you know, bosworth. Why not Sanders? jim brown jim brown oh, yeah. o- yeah. oj yeah. of course oh, no yeah, comment, right. I guess. But, 
<laughs> so yeah, people have made the transition from football to acting. It's definitely happened. So yeah, that that could work. Yeah, and I think you know the fact that we're looking at two PM Entertainment flicks that starred Anna Nicole Smith now. <laughs> to the limit is definitely more of kind of like a, I mean it's got action. I mean I think we talked about it like there's two exploding helicopters in that movie, four cars that are flipped over. So compared to your average like you know like spy thriller espionage yarn kind of thing that this ends up being, um, there's a good amount of a healthy amount of action, but it's not really an action movie. It's it's probably what you would have expected an Anna Nicole Smith movie to be. But Skyscraper is something that I think you and I Ty were talking about is is in our top ten. Of PM Entertainment's um, bulletproof action for their list of top PM Entertainment, which mm-hmm. actually I didn't realize this at the time. Our friend Will from Exploding Helicopter contributed to that list. Oh, um, he did. Okay, that's cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, um, they have it at number five on their list. Oh, <laughs> so they had it even higher. It's interesting. Their list doesn't include Hologram Man, which we both had on our top five. Uh, that's but, an um, oversight. Yeah, I mean everything else though that we had for our top four is is in there somewhere in their list. Um, so uh, it, it it I think it's pretty it's pretty universal. I think on what people think are some of the best. Um, they had Rage above Recoil. We had Recoil above Rage on our lists. Um, I think Rage is in my second five. Um, you know for for PM. But but it's interesting how these lists people are pretty consistent about what they find. So the fact that you've got Anna Nicole Smith in uh, top 10, top 5, whatever you want to say, PM Entertainment, for a, a movie house that really killed it with action films, the fact that they could cast Anna Nicole Smith and make it work to that level, I think just, you know, one, shows you how great PM Entertainment was at doing that kind of thing, but also this idea that, you know, somebody thinking it's crazy to have Fabio in an action lead, it's not that crazy when you consider <laughs> you've got Anna Nicole Smith here doing it. I, I, I couldn't agree more, and um, there, there's a lot to say, and but one thing that I should say, and I, I, I get why it's on people's top 10, top five list, because despite what you may think of the movie and despite what you might think of Anna Nicole Smith, there was some fantastic stunts in this movie. The, the stunt work is as good as just about any other PM movie. And the same thing with the blow ups and the shooting. That's all there. It's present and accounted for. And yes, Anna Nicole Smith is there. And that's a bit odd. But if you just look at the movie as a stunt fest, it's very impressive still. Lots of high falls, which are like four or five people fall off a building, and like that's really good effect. And how they did well, that stunts. And they must have really felt that because they reused that footage on the LA Heat show. Oh yeah, did you ever watch that show, Matt? The LA Heat show. It's basically like the PM TV show. Yeah, yeah. I I watched some episodes. Is it, is it Steve Williams? Is that who is the star? Yeah, Steve Williams. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, no, I can't think of the name of the show. We you know. Right. Uh, nuts, but <laughs> I thought it was called LA Heat. No, 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 the show he was on previously. Oh, okay. previous to that, yeah, I don't know. I could look that up. Twenty One Jump Street, you know, oh, right. Twenty oh. <laughs> One Jump Street, obviously. So, but yeah, they reuse footage from all the PM movies, so it's kind of funny. It's like that's skyscraper footage, that's riot footage, that's uh, recoil. So just LA footage, like, you know, yeah. this footage, oh. like this helicopter footage of like LA and like the buildings that they, yeah. these aerial shots, they use, they reuse that a lot and across the TV show and the movie. Because I figured, well, you know, we got this great LA footage. Let's just reuse that, you know. That all the time. Have you ever noticed that also? Like, you always see those high shots of the, of the buildings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and also, I think Steve Williams said that like PM had no idea how to make a TV show. And he said it was just like a mess from the beginning. Like, like they didn't know how to market it because they, they were just used to making 
making movies, and he was just like, and, and I think that like one of the screenwriters um, who did movies for them for PM, mm-hmm. he wrote it a, a script. They 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 had him write a script, and they were like, oh, this is pretty good. You got you want to come on it as a regular writer? And he was getting paid less as a regular writer than he was for someone who just like did a one off for them. So um, it's just classic PM, like it's the whole thing. Well, it's forty four great episodes of Wolf Larson and Stephen Williams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and another thing about the really noteworthy and impressive stunt work is that we were saying when we rewatched it, which it's funny because I never thought the words I watched Skyscraper and the word again would ever meet each other in my life. Um, but they did. And um, we rewatched it. And today, a lot of that would be CGI. It would be CGI bullets, CGI blowups, and God, they would probably be CGI high falls. But in this, it's all real. And it's, it's, it is very impressive to watch. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, you know, getting into sort of the, the, the plot, for anybody who hasn't seen it, which if you haven't seen it, the movie <laughs> is available on Tubi and Amazon Prime. So it's, it's oh, nice. nice. Yeah, okay, so you can great. get it different ways like that. Um, but the plot is pretty much, it's pretty much just uh, Die Hard in a Skyscraper with Anna Nicole Smith <laughs> as a helicopter pilot who, who flies for a helicopter taxi service. Um, right, and she's, helicopter. She's Right, exactly. Hella Scort. Hella Scort. Yeah. Right, right. Which I, I wonder like how that worked like with them getting the right do they I don't I don't think they own their own helicopter, so if they had to like borrow a helicopter and paint it and promise to paint it back the regular color. We'll do it. Well he promised we'll do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um but but I mean that's the movie in a nutshell, but it's what PM does with it beyond that. Um, you know, and you were talking about it, Brett, like just some of these scenes. I mean, Ty and I were talking, I mean, first off, you've got beyond Nana Nicole Smith, you've got Malibu from uh, <laughs> you know, from uh, 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 American Gladiators in it, which I think yes. any entertainments that have him are a little bit better, but he in the first scene that he's in, he sports the vest and pants, yes. the three piece suit without the shirt oh. underneath or the coat. <laughs> That's a lot. That he borrowed from Lamas. Right, exactly. He's a Lamas on that, with a vest and no shirt combo, and the hair flying in the breeze. Yes. And it just he's like firing an Uzi. And the the great part is the great product placement of using a Bud dry truck to like smuggle them in to do this. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I think I, I want to say Bud dry. I think came out before any of us were old enough to be able to legally drink, and I think even before any of us were old enough to like be considering drinking you know what I, mean? like, I, think it was like, I think you are correct yeah, but i do right. remember the commercials so i still remember them which is why ask why try bud dry and um, and now we know why because malibu is going to pop out of the bud dry truck and shoot you that's our dream and i mean those are parts of these movies that you just you you, you can't recreate today unless you actually were going to take it you know make the movie be set in the 90s and paint a truck with bud dry on it but and it, it, who would even think that i mean maybe a zima truck but that's about it exactly. <laughs> i would like to see that i think i think when i was watching jersey girl recently i think there was a zima ad in the bar that they're in at the end of the movie um so I, I think that that's the one Zima I, a product placement I can remember um, in a film. Oh. Hello? Oh, oh, can you guys hear you, oh, Sorry, you dropped out there for a minute. Oh, okay. Who, who dropped out, me or? Um, everybody. But Everyone dropped out. Okay, oh, but okay. now we're back. We're back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Okay, excellent. Well, now, I mean, what are your guys – I know we, we talked kind of about like kind of the big – you know. I mean, what are some of your, your more memorable mo- moments from that movie? I and mean, we just talked about kind of the, the Bud Dry truck in, in Malibu. Well, the one well, I, for me, the, yeah, Bud Dry, definitely. Um, yeah. Her, her, tie, name, go ahead. 
Oh no, her name, Carrie oh, yeah. Wink. Oh, Carrie Wink. <laughs> and let's not forget about her husband, Gordy Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a lot has talked about Gordy Wink. Um, I guess we're all just supposed to think that's a normal name that someone might have. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Gordy used that pig, right? He was like Babe's brother or something. He was a competitor to Babe, I think. <laughs> oh, okay, it was, it was a competitor, not his brother. I'm not really sure of the family lineage of that, but I feel like when Gordy came on the scene, it was more of a say more to say, "Hey, there's another pig movie." Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like how Bingo is not the brother of Beethoven; he's just another dog, right? So. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Fluke and Fluke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bradley taking over on American Ninja, right? It's like he's not he's not Dudikoff; he's somebody, right? It's some other. That's American a good point. Ninja. Well, but as we said in our review, um, you know, when Malibu fights Anna Nicole Smith, which and there is at least one fight between the two, <laughs> and they both have this long flowing blonde hair, you can't really tell who's who. Right. So, no, I couldn't tell. I really couldn't tell. So it's a, it's a little confusing. However, because it's a diehard in a movie, as we call them, and this let's face it, die hard in the building. It's, it's not, <laughs> they didn't change the location too much, but of course it has to have, and in, I say this in quotes, the Euro trash baddie, you know, the bad guy of it all has to have some sort of indeterminate accent. Right, and, Jacques. Yeah. His name is Jacques. And, um, that should have been played by Malibu. I think Malibu should have been the main bad guy instead of just an underling. Yeah. And I think you can make your main bad guy. If you made him, Scandinavian, we would accept it without the accent, right? We could he, he, Malibu wouldn't have needed to have a, a foreign accent if we said he was. Right. Like, I think yeah. Scandinavian and Dutch; those are the two where you, you, you people. A lot of times, people learn English from such a young. I mean, Dolph is a great example, right? I mean, he has pretty much no accent, so we That's would amazing. we would buy it, you know, if you if you wanted to call him Dutch or call him, you know, I guess we. What, what are we talking about? It's PM Entertainment. You can call him German or French, and we still would buy it if he didn't have Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it because it's Malibu. Right, exactly. <laughs> Malibu definitely has screen presence. Um, and But there's other kind of wacky characters in it, like uh, uh, Carrie Wink's boss, Chauncey. Chauncey. <laughs> and um, also the sort of Don Knotts-esque kind of scaredy-cat front desk man that what she kind of teams up with. Dudley? I, I might have been. I just I, I don't remember. But, you know, I think last time we talked, I think it was on our podcast where we talked about um, the front desk man and how it's the most dangerous job in America. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and and so that, that happens in Skyscraper. If you're looking for that, that is in Skyscraper. You know, the front desk in the building is um, not looking too good. We were worried about this, like, uh oh, this guy is not going to make it. So here we go again. Well, because what's funny is, right, is the two front desk guys that he goes in past, right? Because so he's he's working the front desk on an upper floor. But that main floor front desk guys, I think what was, was stunning to me about those two guys getting taken out was that there were no silencers involved, right? These were baddies who didn't care if they made a lot of noise. They took out the front desk guys without silencers and, and didn't mind that there was that loud report from the gun. Usually, right, when the front desk guys get taken out, it's with a silencer gun, right? Right, it's, it's like, right exactly. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so this this shows you how reckless these baddies are. And I mean, you've got Malibu wearing what is probably a woman's shirt, right? I mean, it's got the zipper, 
<laughs> and along the front that is meant to be unzipped to show off cleavage, I think. So he's showing off his, his man cleavage with this shirt. Um, this is after, again, we talked about him wearing a three-piece suit with the vest and no shirt underneath that part. Um, and then the other baddie, the one who, who tries to sec- – or I guess he does in a way sexually assault um, Anna Nicole Smith, and she gets him back for it really well. He's wearing like a tight black shirt. And leather pants. Yeah, the um, leather pants. It was, it was very definitely stood out. Like this is a ridiculous outfit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was it's it, it's it was like they just kind of went for it. Like you know, these are just people that it's like they 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 just went to like the local like like club you know clothing store you know or like club I don't want to say hot topic know. right. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to like something maybe a little fancier than hot topic, but you know I don't know some kind of fetish store or something like that, and they're just like yeah you guys just just have at it you know just don't go to anything too crazy and then you know they you know here's Malibu like oh dude this is sick I can zip up the front I mean this is fantastic I would love to see the behind the scenes of that the costume fitting for Malibu. Now, that reminds me. um, So Simon Miller from Explosive Action sent a a link um, to a YouTube video that has outtakes from this movie that really shows the struggle that the filmmakers had in getting Anna Nicole Smith scenes done. Um, It it was one of the things we, we kind of realized in that is that she's a helicopter pilot because she's got her headphones on and they can read her lines to her. It's literally at least what it seems like in the movie um i mean it is it, it, for anybody who hasn't seen this you should go on youtube and look up skyscraper um you know outtakes and of course you got to sift through the the Dwayne the rock johnson movie of the same title which isn't is i don't i haven't seen it yet so i shouldn't say that but oh, i can't i did see it yeah I, I did see the the, the rock well, it wasn't that bad okay I mean, it's a perfect watch for what we're in now quarantine yeah. but if it's <laughs> Okay, perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the, this movie, it 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 was harder than we realized. I mean, you know, you got the scenes where, where you know, we talked about how um, her boyfriend's name was Gordy, or her husband's name was Gordy, and those <laughs> scenes where she's, like, whiningly saying, like, oh, Gordy, you know? And, yeah. And, it, you know, when you watch the outtakes, you realize, like, they edited those to make those work. Like, she had trouble just even saying Gordy in a whiny voice. Um, it, it is absolutely amazing. I mean, I remember when I wrote my review, I'm like, I'm not going to hit the low-hanging fruit of making fun of Anna Nicole Smith's acting. And, and it's not so much making fun of it. When you see the outtakes, you're not really making fun of it. You're seeing the reality of it. That this is, you know, your could-have-been-a-contender segment, it shows you that it is possible to get just about any person across the finish line um if you if you have the right surroundings if you have the right apparatus um you know it's a great it's, point. yeah it's not inconceivable because you know you compare that those outtakes to the finished product and and it's like man like this this movie works it's and it works unironically yes there's the ironic elements that we're joking about here but as you guys talked about as an action movie it still works well, exactly, and that's just the acting part because there are some fight scenes, and she does some Anna Nicole Smith foo, and they they probably had to teach her that. Yeah, I would like to see that too. Down the outtakes. <laughs> I don't remember. I I mean I mean there's that scene. Do you know the scene where Malibu is shooting at her and she dives over a cubicle partition? Yes, um, I remember that. The way that they edit that in the movie compared to what it looks like when you see in the outtakes. I mean, in the outtakes, it just looks like 
like some comedic pratfall of somebody like trying to somebody just like falling over the top of this cubicle thing. But in the movie, they shoot it and they, they have it in slow motion, and she kind of just is just making it over, and they cut it just before it looks goofy. Um, I mean, you know, Beverly Hills 90210 when 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 Ray throws Donna down the stairs, which is supposed to be a very serious scene, but mm -hmm. just looks hilarious with the way she does the the fall down the stairs. Um, they could have learned something from from the way PM Entertainment shot that scene. It was it, in a way, it's it's almost genius when you think about it, like the way that they were able to make this work. That um, you know, there's there's scenes with that that you know the Don Knotts guy you were talking about, um, that that you know goofy security guy. When you watch the scenes with the two of them together, I mean, he's acting right. He's yes, I noticed that. Yeah. Yes, and 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 she like the outtakes. It's amazing how he stays in character the whole time and is making sure he's in character while she's just flubbing her lines. She's just she's not able to do it. Um, and and the whole the whole crew is all everybody in, in the film is just propping her up to get this movie across. Uh, it, it is amazing. I mean, again, you know, I, I said I wasn't going to make fun of her acting, and I'm not really doing that so much as like the reality's there when you watch the outtakes that it was it was a struggle for them to get this made. Well, that means they're online. So go ahead. Bro. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I'm, I, if, if you invited us on here for us to make fun of her acting ability, I'm not taking the bait. No, I am no not way. going to do it, guys. I am not going to do it because it's just, uh, it's, it's, um, like you said, low hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit, you know, and there are things to like about this if you are an action movie fan. And, um, on our site, when we reviewed it, there's, um, uh, I think it's in the UK that the UK DVDs, um, you know, because they probably had trouble finding quotes from critics that were very positive. And um, one of them, it says something to the effect of, uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Lads won't be disappointed. So um, <laughs> that's you know what it why. Says. Right, because that's the other aspect of this film that's a little bit odd, and it wasn't necessarily something I felt like they needed to do, but they do splice in two – uh, like Cinemax or Skinemax esque sex scenes between uh, one between um, oh, actually they're both between Anna Nicole Smith and the, um, uh, Gordy, Gordy. The, uh, Steinmetz as, as the actor. So there's two of those scenes that they they felt like they were like grafted in to the PM Entertainment paradigm, um, and it almost felt like they were saying like, well, if we've got Anna Nicole Smith in this movie, we have to do this. Yeah, that um, is that's absolutely what it felt like. Is it okay? Shoehorned. Yeah. If you if someone rents this at a video store in 1996. This is what they're going to be expecting. You know, we can't cheat them on this. And to their credit, they didn't. However, it, it, it's a, this, the Anna Nicole Smith nudity is, it's as we said in our review, it's a bit more freakish than hot, you know? Yeah, I, I think PM Entertainment, if there's one thing, is that they, they do action really well. I, I think maybe they needed to bring in like a, a, a Skinamax second unit director or something to, to because you're, you're right about that. Like they made they made the scenes with with Nicole and Nicole Smith the action scenes flattering for her by you know editing things the right way, putting things in slow motion, bringing in stunt doubles at the right time. Um, but they didn't. You're right. I think they, they didn't do her any favors with the with the Skinamax scenes. I mean they were definitely like PM Entertainment trying to do Skinamax. Yeah, exactly yeah. work and then the way they shoehorned it in, like, oh yeah, there's a flashback. Here, here comes Skinamax. <laughs> a flashback during the scene where she's like beating up Malibu. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's almost like they realized the Die Hard in a Building plot wasn't enough to sustain the running time, so they kind of maybe added a couple other things. Yeah. 
I mean, and then of course there's the scene where she's sexually assaulted by the um the leather pants. The leather guy. pants guy. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think that's <laughs> another scene. It was like almost like another excuse for them to get her boobs in the film, but because it's done in the realm of this, you know, this guy. I mean, the guy he has her at gunpoint, and he is he's assaulting her. Um, it's not like she's saying like, "Oh, check out my boobs," and trying to get away. You know, he's doing this, you know, at, at gunpoint, and of course she's able to find a letter opener, stab him, and then. This scene, I believe, is on the internet. This is kind of like the one of the more iconic scenes in the film is that she shoots him through the glass window and he goes falling yes. out through the glass window, which was great. But great stunt. You know, I, there's not. I don't know that that was kind of like it was like okay, they're showing her boobs, like they're trying to get her boobs in the film again. But the scene was like so. I mean, the, the way they did it was sautéed in wrong sauce for me. It was like you know, I, I there's nothing sexy about that. That's like just kind of like you know, like. You know, she, this guy, this is bad. You know, I don't. This it seemed a little unnecessary. They could have switched that around or something. Made yeah. it more like, not well, erotic, well, but made it more like you know, do something different besides an assault. Yeah, I mean, they could have done it that way, where it's like she's got, a, he's got her at gunpoint at a distance, right, and they're facing each other, and she shows her boobs, and he's like, what? You know, and then she shoots. Yeah, him, yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah. We, we it would be more in keeping with the tone of the movie as well, I think. That's a good point, too. Yeah, yeah, because even though there were a lot of killings in this movie, they were all that kind of diehard Hans Gruber shooting the yuppie kind of fun. I mean, not all of them, actually. There were some 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 innocent um, uh, hostages who got who got shot as well. But, I mean, of course, there's that woman who just happens to be dressed exactly like Anna Nicole's this character. <laughs> yeah. who, Including a fly suit, right? <laughs> or like... <laughs> Yeah, or a helicopter the, outfit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but she works in an office. Uh, yeah. She's wearing a, she's wearing yeah, a great jumpsuit, right, as a, yeah, as a an jumpsuit. office. Yeah, jumpsuit. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, th this movie, for you know, I always say when you do Die Hard in a blank, it needs to have a little something extra to make it work. And I think this movie does that enough. I think it does enough to make it where you're like, okay, yes, we're going over this well. I mean – when it, we're not just talking about Die Hard in it. We're talking about Die Hard in a skyscraper, which is what the original <laughs> Die Hard was. You know? so it's I like, always think that's hilarious. Right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, maybe their thinking was, well, our, you know, you said they need something extra. Maybe they figured the extra wouldn't be the building where it takes place. It'll be the Anna Nicole Smith factor. So, you know, they, they thought, okay, we'll keep the building, but we'll change it up by getting her. Yeah, yeah I mean, it worked in that sense. But I think also, too, I mean, the, you know, the Bud Dry shootout in the alley scene is one of the best that PM's done where it's just like, you know, these two, these they're doing some kind of exchange with like nuclear codes or something. And we see a guy with a rocket launcher attached to his back, crawling down the fire escape. And we know that that's just going to be great. And then this Bud dry truck pulls up, which is just maybe some of the best product placement I think I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. And so out comes Malibu. I mean, usually right. The people who come out of, the, the truck to do the shooting in a PM flick are people in ski masks or they're, they're in black of some sort. And at the very least, if they don't have ski masks on, they're like big guys with like, you know, black blazers, you know, in black shirts underneath, maybe ponytails, things like that. Yes. So, you know, you see Malibu here again, dressed the way he was dressed, which was like you said, just a page out of Lorenzo Lamas and the man main <laughs> is just flowing and he's hosing them down with Uzi fire. They're trying to get away. Then the rocket launcher is blocking their path that way. So they realize we, the only way we can, we can get out is through the Bud Dry truck, 
<laughs> and backwards, right? Because there's no room to turn around in this alley. You can't turn the car around. So you've got to back this thing through. And, and luckily there was a ramp because, oh, that's right. The ramp was there because the guys were coming down the ramp to shoot. Yeah. Here comes the ramp. Right. So the, the, I guess to get the kegs of or the cases of Bud Dry out of the truck, they had that ramp come down. So it backs out and through the truck. I mean, this is like the first 10 to 20 minutes of the movie. It, it, it's pure PM. It's some of, and, and, and the movie, I don't I think, you know, I don't know that it ever maintains quite that level, but it also it, 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 at least it, it lives up to that level throughout, I think, which, which, which makes it work. Yes, I agree with that. And what's interesting as well, uh, well, there's a couple things. One is they could have they could have said we got Anna Nicole Smith, and then they kind of you know would slough off the rest of the movie. But no, they didn't. They they took the fact that they had her, but they still did their normally high level of stunt work. You know, they could have just brushed that aside, but they didn't. They gave you Anna Nicole Smith, and they gave you the time and effort. Uh, laden uh, stunt work you know what i mean so they they kept her and that you know they didn't have to do that so i think that level of effort is appreciated by the viewers and um the other thing i would say is you also get rocket launcher vision where we see yes. we see the rockets from the it's like there's like a little camera on the rocket itself so you see the rocket kind of traveling almost from like the rocket's point of view yeah that was so. awesome that's yeah. a great that was so great like and they do it a couple times like yeah, they're doing this. Yeah, yeah. I have to. It's a great. It's awesome. <laughs> right, and I, I mean, they show that car that gets blown up because there's like these two black, um, like old, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, you're kind of what I don't know what you know, those big boats of cars that they, they they had kind of more in the '80s, but um, they had two of these black cars, and the one in the front gets blown up multiple times, and and it's interesting <laughs> because you 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 lose perspective sometimes of the way they show the explosion because. The other car is right behind it, but a lot of times when they show the explosion, we just see the one car, so we don't realize how how close the other one is in in, in comparison. Um, it's like, you know what a classic trick, right? The PM Entertainment does is they they use a lot of edits, not in that kind of like quick edit Matthew Damon fight scene kind of way. Um, Matthew Damon, I like that. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I mean? Like it's like a, a more of like a um, just like giving this, this this explosion at different angles to make it look like you're seeing something new when you're, you're probably seeing the same thing, which, to be honest, with, with PM's budget, um, you know, I'm okay with them not blowing up too, too much, um, you know, with the, you know, the dangers involved with that. So if it's, a, you know, if you got to give me the same explosion in a few different angles, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, um, you know, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, when we look at our lists of our top PM entertainment movies, I mean, we've got a C. Thomas Howell one right near the top, right? I mean, I think, I think you had it as number one, and I think I have yeah, it as number sweeper. two. Yeah. Right, the yeah. sweeper. Sweeper. Yeah. And and then you've got an Anna Nicole Smith film that's also in the top ten. I mean, that just – I think it's a testament to what PM d- did as, as a film house in in the 90s that two people that – I mean, C. Thomas Howell, yes, he, he you know does a lot of stuff, and you, it's probably not as unbelievable, um, but it, it's unbelievable enough, right? You'd think that, you well, know – He's shooting at people with his House of Pain hat at the mall. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, it screams awesome 90s, you know. It's awesome, and there's a virtuosity poster in the background. <laughs> yeah, like this is the best movie of all time. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. Like, and, and I think this movie is just again, it's just testament to, and and again because Bulletproof Action had this this and had also had sweet. I think they had Sweeper at number three on their list. So oh, that's a, that's a good spot. 
Yeah, I mean it's 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 universally accepted that they 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 got hits out of these movies that from from people that you would not expect to to think of you know you're thinking of big action right you're thinking of you know for for PM Entertainment you're thinking Daniels Wilson Rothrock you know your your big Lamas. heavy hitter names yeah yeah the you know and and you you you're not expecting and so the fact that they made it with these movies I think is just amazing and I think like like you were saying Brett like it's not really about watching this to make fun of Anna Nicole Smith. You know, you you, you could watch this, I don't want to say unironically, because I think there is a, still a little bit of an irony that comes along. Yeah, I think that would be tough right. uh, to do. Because you, you can't really help but laugh when uh, some of her line readings. Right, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, the Gordy thing. I mean, first off, her boyfriend, Gordy. Gordy, he's supposed to be this, like, this this cop guy. He looks like an MTV VJ from the 80s. <laughs> Like they just they just brought him after you know he just like, got done interviewing Johnny hates jazz or Frankie goes to Hollywood between videos and now here he is hanging you know as, as a cop as you know Carrie Wink's you know uh, husband and he's like the other person right the other the other fly in the ointment for the uh, for the baddies uh, and 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 so it, 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 he's not really like usually you'd think in a movie like this you would pair her with somebody like. I don't know if you'd say Jack Scalia, but maybe I guess it would have Scalia, seemed odd. or maybe my, I thought he looked like a kind of a Michael Norrie type. That's, yeah, so. which they do use for for to the limit. They use yeah. Michael Norrie, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe Michael Norrie wasn't available, so they grabbed this guy and thought, you know, it, wow. yeah, I can't get Norrie. Get me Steinmetz. <laughs> that was probably said, but <laughs> someone should interview him. I would love to know what it was like to be in this movie with her and act with her and do these you know nudity scenes with her i think it would be really interesting if someone could track down uh, mr steinmetz and talk to him uh, yeah i i would imagine you know he he probably i mean i mean yes you, you, you know he'd probably come into it thinking that we were going to do a hatchet piece um nope. and so we have to like no. kind of no, sell of him not. on the fact that that's not what we're doing that we're really just more like curious about how it works i mean you know, our Camacho worked on this one. I don't know how much work he did on it, but um, you know, I know he was—he's he, listed there. I think he's one of the stunt people um, or something like that. So, I mean, he's your, your, your kind of your classic PM person who's kind of in everything almost. Um, I don't think he was into the limit, which was uh, interesting. So it's like I think when you when you look at PM, it's what Mark Camacho didn't do is probably the the, the smaller number, right? Versus like what he he was involved right. in. But you know, he probably. Well, he, 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 oh, go, go, sorry. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, he probably was the at the moment with that woman in a blonde wig who wasn't Anna Nicole Smith. That was probably like Art Camacho in a wig, kind of like, a, um, I'm going to get you, sucker. And if you remember that scene with the guy, like this, it's like they shoot it in a way where it's like a really obvious stunt person. And it's like this big black guy in, in a dress. And it's, I don't know, you have to watch the movie. But oh. anyway. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that also reminds me of is in Flashdance when um, Jennifer Beals does her like audition dance at the end and she does the break dancing moves um they got one of the break dancers from earlier in the film to do it and he refused to shave his mustache off so if you watch it really <laughs> okay closely, i gotta rewatch that you can see <laughs> they tried to get it out or they tried to put makeup on it or something like that but you can see scenes of someone who's supposed to be jennifer beals with a mustache so yeah you can see art camacho <laughs> with his mustache at that time i, think, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I, I can't remember well, um, it's like um the fred in time to make the donuts you know those dunkin donuts commercials where he's trying to get the donuts and he wouldn't shave his mustache but i think that was part of the joke so he would just put his finger just across his top lip in this very unnatural yes. manner when he was dressed we were, up like a woman we were just talking about that last night that is the way quincy we were just talking about that brett that's right yeah really? we talking, i didn't know that 
yeah, we, 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 somehow we were talking about the Dunkin' Donut. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it just came up. Yeah, the Dunkin' Donuts guy. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, our Fred, come on, everyone knows his name is Fred. Fred. No, it, it would be played by Nicolas Cage. It would be right. Dunkin' Donuts what? Productions pre, uh, presents. Right. Oh, time to make the donuts. Time to make. <laughs> And that's like his code word for when his a crew of like shooters comes out and starts mowing everybody down. Oh, okay, I could see that. That would be amazing. See, I mean, there were like so many things that they didn't do in PM. Um, you know, it's funny. Like I, when I was I was doing Ring of Fire on the last episode, Ring of Fire three with uh with Will from Exploding Helicopter, and um we were talking about he was talking about why PM didn't do a movie set in a hospital, right? Where it's just like you know die hard in a hospital or just like a hospital that just constantly has it's like in a bad part of town. Um, you know, you can flip the the ambulance over. You know, you can do all of that stuff. Oh, there's a lot you could do. It, but then you know John Woo came. You know, he came along and um. Yeah, yeah, he kind of, he kind of, yeah, he, he kind of made it so you couldn't do that, that, that scene because you. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how you would top that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now looking at this one compared to to the limit, I think one thing that I consider with these two is that skyscraper is your your kind of your standout 90s actioner that I think everybody should should watch whereas to the limit feels like that like that 90s like premium cable uh kind of you know yarn kind of thing that it, it kind of brings you back to that period of the 90s where you know you'd go on like encore or you know maybe like you know HBO or something like that like late you know like on, on an off time when they wouldn't be showing their feature films and here's this Anna Nicole Smith thing with Joey Travolta and Branscom Richmond and you know and you're kind of watching it like passively like maybe you're like doing something else while it's on or you know that'd be like probably in college i would have been like you know working on a paper or something while that's on <laughs> or something like like it didn't fe- you know it, it, it's not the same kind of movie i think it's it's not it's it's not your top 10 pm entertainment movie that, that skyscraper is i don't think oh i would agree i mean it's kind of cut from a different cloth they probably said well we don't want to do the same thing twice with anna nicole so we'll give her something a little different um, the so thing that's most couple, disturbing, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, the thing that's most disturbing, though, about To the Limit is, you know, kind of there's a, a point in the movie. I think it's maybe later on in the movie where um, she has like chin length, straight brown hair. Yes, and she looks almost exactly like Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> and um, I feel like in, at the time, if they wanted to make a Monica Lewinsky like TV movie. They really should have cast Anna Nicole Smith. It would have been perfect. And if you don't believe me, just watch To the Limit (laughs) to anyone out there. Go go ahead. Go ahead, Ty. Oh, I was just laughing at that because it's so perfect casting. We also want I know to say it doesn't that. seem like it. You know, if people try to imagine this, it might not work in their minds. Believe me, we couldn't have imagined it either. But once you see her with that kind of Lewinsky-esque hair, it, and I think she even has a beret, which kind of yes. like somehow makes her look even more like Monica Lewinsky. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you were, were talking about 90s nostalgia a little bit, that definitely plays into that as well. Yes. Well, she could be an action star, Lewinsky. So it's like... <laughs> She's getting her revenge, yeah. She's getting her revenge on uh, Bill. <laughs> I wonder if you see her Twitter now, like she's definitely kind of more, more serious and kind of also kind of like has been more like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, like, like I think she has kind of uh, struck back against some of the way that, that things were covered. So I don't know if she would do something like that, but man, she would be great. <laughs> I think you're right about that. Like, um, you know, a kind of a, uh, an action. Yeah. I mean, I think if you paired her with, uh, you know, with, with, with somebody else, like maybe, you know, 
Cynthia Rothrock. They could be like buddy cops. Um, I, <laughs> right. We're doing like, you know, sometimes they have to team up with like a lawyer or something. Yes, you, yeah. Yeah. Like a you know, like, paper you know, pusher. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Or, I'm thinking like um, death warrant, like, you know, how Van Damme's on the inside, but uh, was it Cynthia Gibb is kind of yeah, like Cynthia working Gibb. on the outside. Or right. fair uh, game, right? Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Yeah. So, so she's like a Louis lawyer. The DA. DA, right? She's like she a DA. DA. Oh, and Rothrock doesn't really have to do any like heavy action or shooting, but she'd be involved in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this is working. I think this could be, you know, with Rothrock as your veteran <laughs> cop who's like, you know, cop on the edge kind of thing. Um, She's seen it all. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's Lewinsky who's just got the job <laughs> as DA. Um, I know she's probably, you know, she's older in the sense that she could have been DA for longer, but this is kind of the idea is that maybe, maybe like the current, you know, the DA before, you know, she was assistant DA and she's been promoted and she has to prove herself. And, you know, Rothrock is like, you know, you know, doesn't trust her at, to start with. And, and so maybe that's what it is. The, the, the previous DA was, was busted for corruption, right? It was, it was corruption that went all the way to the top. Um, oh, of course. Right. <laughs> so it, like, it never goes uh, to the middle. You know, right. no, no. stops there. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it always goes all the way to the top. There's always the cop on the end. And, and maybe we could even throw in one of your, your cliches. It could be in an election year. Yeah, so. yeah election year. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Love um, it. But uh, something else I want to mention about To the Limit, though. Interestingly, it's not a sequel to Skyscraper, as you might think. It's actually a sequel to Da Vinci's War. Right, because Joey Travolta is playing Da Vinci again. Yes. Right. So you think, hey, this is a, it has Anne Nicole Smith. It must be a sequel to Skyscraper. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with Skyscraper. It's a sequel to Da Vinci's War, which is a, definitely a curveball when it comes to uh, what you might think the movie is. A sequel like, to a, a very... Why will have a sequel? And B, why is this it? Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. That's what's so funny. Well, the thing about Da Vinci's War has that great typo, right? Homeless oh, yes. vets. Yeah, and they say like vet. "Welcome, homeless vet," and they spelled "homeless" wrong, oh, which man. not sure. Which I don't know if they that. did on purpose, kind of like you know when a kid turns the S around, or, you know, for their lemonade stand, <laughs> and, or, or not, or they just spelled it wrong. Oh, we don't know. It's one of the mysteries of life. We have to ask Joey Travolta. With PM PM Entertainment, right? It the, the proofreading time was pretty minimal, I imagine, right? It was, <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah. Right? It's like they were just like okay, homeless vets close enough. Let's see how many how many how many helicopters did we blow up in this one? I mean, the <laughs> limit has two helicopter explosions, which um for Ren Will exploding helicopter. I feel like that's got to be some kind of a special category of movie. Um, for a movie that does not have the kind of action quotient that Skyscraper does. To have two explo- hel- helicopter explosions is pretty immense. Oh, yeah. That, that's interesting how they – yeah, yeah, that was well said. They, they had to fill their action quotient somehow. So rather than do a, a, a bunch of different things, they went with two exploding helicopters. That is definitely an interesting decision. You usually only get one. Right. So to get two or more is fantastic. I know that's why Broken Arrow has like three or four of them. Right. It's like, yes, there's so many of them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, which I saw in the theater, and I didn't really appreciate it at the time. Yeah, I think the first explosion in this one, in To the Limit, I think it's recycled from the Ring of Fire 3 helicopter explosion. The one well, with the, 
The old guy? Yes, I believe. Yes, I forgot about that. I mean, it's not the old guy itself. Like they don't show. You know, it's it's different people in the helicopter. (laughs) But 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 the actual helicopter blowing up scene. I think it's the same one as as what they do. I mean, which I mean, to be fair, right? At least in this movie, it's a little bit more believable that the helicopter because the helicopter has a bomb on it. Like the 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 guy. I mean, I mean that that great scene of the guy. Like you know, right when. I, 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 you know, Will was talking about in the previous episode that he was on with me that he has a sixth sense about knowing when a helicopter is going to explode. I mean, I when you're watching that. the scene, yeah, because he, he was saying like he um he w- w- there's a second helicopter appearance in Ring of Fire three, and I was like, you know, were you feeling like maybe there could be a second explosion here? And he's like, no, I just had a sixth sense that it wasn't going to blow up. I can't tell you why. I just knew they weren't going to blow that one up. Um, That's the best sixth sense to have of all time. Well, because I think he's, just, he's watched so many of them that he can just intuitively, you know, uh, uh, surmise what's happening. Um, but if, yeah, if he's listening, I do have one. Uh, uh, I saw recently. It's called Covert Assassin with Roy Scheider. There's oh. a helicopter explosion in that. And that's not on his letterbox list. I don't think I didn't see it there, but if it, yeah. if it is, I miss it. He has a lot. It's 500. I was looking at his page. <laughs> but it doesn't alphabetize. It helps. I was going to say if um, if you watch enough of these movies, you can actually develop that sixth sense. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I don't have that. Right. <laughs> just watch all these movies and you can you can actually work on it you can develop it because like sometimes they'll show a shot of the sky with the helicopter in it and you go uh-oh you yeah. kind of know what's going to happen there'd be no other reason for that shot um or if you have <laughs> someone yeah so it's, think, there's yeah <laughs> go ahead well though i was gonna say like i think we all could tell with to the limit when when the the bad guy is there with his like goatee and his bald hair and he's he's watching <laughs> Do you mean joy travolta sir no, 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 the other guy, the bad guy, okay. right? The okay, guy who guy. wasn't Joey Travolta, but was like he had like a big goatee, right? Like kind of a big bushy goatee. Oh yes, he was like he's like a gangster, right? Like right, right. The tattoo yeah. guy that was like yeah. I can't remember what his name was. Jameson was that his character name? Jameson. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. You know when he gives that guy the the case, and and that guy climbs into the helicopter with that case, like you just know that there's no way that that helicopter is, is going to make it that, 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 that case is going to blow up and it's just like waiting for what, when they're going to show it, you know? And so when, when, the, when, the, when, when the guy starts playing with the money and he realizes that everything underneath it is a blank piece of paper, it's like, okay, yeah, well, Here we let, go. let's just do it. And yeah. it, it it's Hit amazing. It. <laughs> it, but it's like, even when you know it's coming, it's just so fantastic to see that. Oh yeah. That doesn't take away from it at all. Oh, no, know? I love any helicopter explosion. So. <laughs> I, I go yes. <laughs> you know, because you know how we were saying that the front desk man is the most dangerous job in America. I think helicopter pilot might be the second most dangerous job in America. Well, that brings up a great point when we go back to skyscraper because in that movie, Anna Nicole Smith is a contractor, right? As a, as a helicopter pilot, it does make you wonder how many of these helicopter pilots. I mean, a lot of times it seems like these baddies have unlimited resources, and so they've just they've got their own in-house helicopter pilot who's also evil, and so you don't necessarily feel bad that, that he's blowing up with the helicopter. But it does feel like sometimes you wonder how many of them are, are outside contractors who are just. <laughs> it's a good point. Well, I you know, how many of them are being? Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'll, I said, I'll how many of them are being hell escorted around LA? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> no, it's worth it. <laughs> right. Because I, my, one of the funniest line readings I thought from Anne Nicole was when he was talking to the 
she she's talking to the bad guy, the Shakespeare guy. Right. He's like, I have to report this, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, that's true. I mean, to me, if there's any black mark on Skyscraper, it's not Anna Nicole's acting ability. It's that there's a couple annoying characters, really only one, and that Shakespeare quoting guy is kind of annoying. Yeah. I, I wish it was less annoying. And as Ty pointed out when we were watching it again, it's like this kind of character that quotes Shakespeare, it's, it's a little cliche. It's a little annoying. Yeah. Um, so I, that I, kind I, of character before, it's like, oh, again? Right, yeah. It, it's this idea, right, that you want to have this Hans Gruber, like, Shakespearean actor as your baddie. Oh, that's a good point. And, and yeah, and I mean, Hans Gruber, I mean, he's technically playing a German, even though he's, you know, there with his shake, you know, and then Jeremy Irons is, is, the, is the same character in the third Die Hard. So I think that's like this idea that you want this sophisticated, you know, upper class right. baddie but you're right like i think a lot of times people just don't know how to write that properly and so what's the best way to do it well just throw in a whole bunch of shakespeare quotes you know and, yeah, and that and sounds help. good right exactly that, that right. <laughs> yeah so and they're not even necessarily appropriate to what the, what's going on he's just sort of like quoting almost like just random shakespeare quotes just trying to sound erudite and it's just it, it, I don't know. It didn't really work. I mean, because you had a, a vest that was kind of an eyesore, and it was just yeah. the, the whole character. Just <laughs> I don't think it was a it was a little on the annoying side. I mean, we we can probably not pull up that vest though. Right. Only the vest of no shirt. Only Malibu can do that. Okay. Well, that was his problem. He was wearing a shirt under the vest, like a right. sucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I think with, with To the Limit, I think that's what To the Limit misses a lot. I mean, To the Limit, just to kind of give people an idea of the synopsis, and it is kind of a convoluted plot, but the idea is mm -hmm. that Joey Travolta's character, as you said, reprising his role from Da Vinci's War, he's getting married, and then the CIA guy, um, I don't know if this guy Jameson's actually in the CIA, or if he's like some kind of black ops aspect of the, I don't know whatever it is but he tries to kill I don't know if he's trying to kill Michael Nori and he ends up killing the his uh, Da Vinci's or uh, Travolta's fiance I can't remember exactly how it worked but anyway the area is like sprayed with gunfire from you know this 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 wedding ends up turning into a massacre um, PM entertainment style and um, Nana Nicole Smith's character is like an operative who was caught, who was like, I think maybe the, tar she was dating Michael Norrie, who was, I think, the target of this stuff. Michael Norrie has a, a CD-ROM, which is a little bit more advanced, right? This isn't a three-and-a-half floppy drive that has the information, like in Ring of Fire 3. This is a CD-ROM drive that has the information. But if this information gets out, this bad guy, Jameson, is going down along with a lot of very powerful people, because this whole thing does go all the way to the top. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that bad. But, um... <laughs> Joey Travolta gets shot up pretty bad, and then he's recovering, and while he's recovering in Las Vegas, Anna Nicole Smith, who's on the lam from Jameson's people, she finds him, and then it's one of those things like, we don't know who we can trust, right? We don't know, and there's mob people involved that were Da Vinci's family that are in the mob, and, and they're making jokes about eating pasta and all kinds of other Italian um, stereotypes. <laughs> and of course. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, the whole thing's just going to end on Hoover Dam, and we don't know who we can trust. <laughs> I think the Neon Graveyard makes an appearance as well, though. Oh, I, I forgot about totally that. I totally forgot about that. Well, no, it makes it, a mention. There's a mention of the neon graveyard, but we don't get there, I think, is what it is. Oh, well, that's probably why. Llamas, you know, llamas fought there. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe like, we can't use the footage because there's just too much llamas in there to be able to reuse it for this this film. So they, Final they, impact. Is the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they couldn't reuse the footage because there's a very conspicuous man with a vest and no shirt and a ponytail in every shot. <laughs> Right. Who is that man? He looks a lot like a certain Lorenzo. Well, they didn't stop the 
time. What's the movie where they they dressed up Treat Williams in the bomber jacket oh, from Last Action? Gale Force. <laughs> Gale Force, oh yes. Yeah, they look just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Yeah. They gave him a red shirt and a brown bomber jacket to match yeah. the footage. And yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think, I think this film does that with its action sequences. I think. I, I'm trying to think if if that scene where so the, the, with the two helicopter explosions, the second one, Anna Nicole Smith's character is like escaping Jameson's men, and she literally drives her car through. The, can you say literally if it's if it's what happens in the movie but isn't what happened in real life? Does that fit with literally? Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, in the movie, like the car literally goes – the helicopter is parked on the ground, and she literally drives through it. A huge explosion ensues. Her car comes out the other side with just some flames kind of you know, adorning it, uh, but but really is none the worse for wear. Um, but the, the helicopter itself <laughs> blows up. I feel like that had to have been used in another PM film. I, I don't know. Which one it would have been, but doesn't that seem like that's something that would have happened in another one? I could totally oh. see that. Maybe it was taken from a different movie. I mean, we I can. Or maybe they, they, this was the original, then they used it in another movie. That's also possible. <laughs> that could be too. I mean, there were there were four cars that were flipped over in this, which even for PM standards, that's a pretty high number. Um, to you know, they, they usually they get at least one in, right? Uh, one helicopter explosion, one flipped car in, in, a, in a film. But the two helicopter explosions and four flipped cars, and it, that should be enough to really make it work. But I mean, there's just these big scenes with like, you know. Joey Travolta and the guy who played Jesse's dad on Full House, like, and and, and this other guy who played Richie April in in, in in Sopranos. I can't remember his character name either, but they just have these big long talks about the old neighborhood and oh, ha, ha, remember when you did this and remember when he did that and remember and it's like I don't care about any of this. Like, just flip another car and I know. Well, that's that's where the Da Vinci's War aspect comes in. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that is very Da Vinci's War-esque, and maybe they're trying to give it some sort of continuity. But that also is kind of like, is that a P, is it a PM movie, uh, or is it AIP, or Born American, or American Born? Um, I think it was a PM movie, American Born, yeah. Because you see the trailers for it on the PM DVDs. Right. And, and that's all about sort of like the old Italian neighborhoods and such. And um, so that, that that sort of material was no stranger to um, PM and, and Joseph Travolta. <laughs> but but it did bog the movie down a bit, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, you, you get some some great stuff here. You get some some interesting things, but yeah, it doesn't have the kind of wall to wall. No, it drags factor. a lot. Yeah, and. You know, for PM, that doesn't really happen a lot, and and it is strange to think that a movie that had the action quotient this had, um, still dragged. Like that, that, that it, 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 I guess it just showed you. I mean, I mean, there's that scene in the hospital where you know where where um Joey Travolta's recovering in the hospital, and um you know Jesse's dad and and uh, Richard <laughs> Pearl, they they come in. I, I can't think of his name, so I just call him Jesse's dad. For yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but um, they come in and they're just like talking about, oh, you got to get yourself better. We're gonna get you some pasta for And then they show shots of Branscom <laughs> Richmond, who's his buddy and is is there helping. You know, they're kind of like keeping an eye on him, and he's like laugh, smiling, like, oh, what a touching scene. And it's like, okay, let's just get the the person dressed up like a nurse in to try to kill him. Let's just get to that scene because that's that's the one we need. That's the important one. Um, and actually, Branscom Richmond is killed in that in in that scene, I believe, right? When the nurse comes in to assassinate. Um, well, the yeah. He probably had he, to go back to the set of Renegade. Right. Well, well, no, but then he's back later in the film when they have the big shootout in Vegas. Um, and, well, and like he's the, dead. 
Right, he was dead, but then he's there shooting people, and and, and and Joey Travolta's like, hey, thanks for coming to help out here. Like, hey, thanks for coming back from the dead to help us out with this shootout here. Grant's um, gone passed away. Right, it's he like... gets stabbed in the, in the throat with the with the, 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 the needle that had the stuff in it that was supposed to kill Joey Travolta. I mean, it seemed like he was like, make, you know, I mean, unless he, unless, you know, he survived it, maybe, you know, I mean, maybe he... Maybe there was a renegade episode. Wasn't there a renegade episode because his character was 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 Native American, where he did like some kind of like Native American ritual to? That sounds to, familiar. I mean, yeah. they, they did that Native American stuff, of course, on uh, Walker Texas Ranger a lot. Right. So it's like yeah. Floyd Red Crow Waterman. Right. <laughs> 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 Remember yeah. the opening to the show. Right, right, exactly. So maybe that's what happened was that, you know, there was there, maybe it was edited out of the film, but there was like something that like that. Well, yeah, no, because Branscombe Richmond, just because he was a Native American character on uh, on on Renegade, I, I just think that he's always a Native American character in all the movies he plays. I feel like he's he's Bobby Six Killer and everything when actually he's really he's not. So there's a, there's a reason why he came back from the dead. Like they, there was no reason. But there he is. Um, you know, it's it's there. You know, he's he's there. Um, and, and it's a magic I mean, of Branscombe. Yeah, I mean, well, the other thing about Branscombe Richmond in this film is that I don't know about you guys, but it seems like in PM Entertainment films he's usually playing a bad guy or a heavy of some sort. So I was waiting to see if he was the guy that was going to try to kill Joey Travolta in the hospital bed. I was I was waiting for him to turn, and it never happened. Um, well, and now I do have a question, and you don't have to answer it if you think this would get too spoilery. But oh, no, no, don't worry. Yeah, if, if anybody's worried about spoilers. Oh, Ty, I think you're right. I'm back. My back. back. Okay. okay, we're good. All right. Here, I'll, I'll just start that again, and you can okay. take that whole part out. All right, here we go. There we go. Um, now, if this is too spoilery, you don't have to answer it, but I do have a question. Um, and then maybe this should be more for the listeners as well, but what does To the Limit have in common with Hellraiser 3? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I might know the answer, but you can uh... – well, you can you can cut this out or you can bleep this, but just spoiler alert, possibly ahead, maybe not even, but just in case. Um, that in both movies, people get killed by being um, impaled in their head with a CD. Ah, okay, okay, yes. yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, for spoiler alert idea, like. We, you know, I guess if people are worried about, it, we won't say when it happens in the film, but um, yeah, it was a that was that was also one of the more PM aspects of the film. Is that, that was one of the better to, aspects for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's probably why they decided to go with the the, the CD-ROM instead of the three and a half floppy drive because you can't really do that. <laughs> the three and a half. Hey, can't, no, you, you can't, can't like throw it into someone's head. I mean, imagine <laughs> the force you would have to have to like throw a CD and have it be like impaled like mostly through your forehead. I mean, you'd have to have have some sort of hydraulic uh, way of doing that. I don't know if the human arm can do that, but that's part of the magic of Anna Nicole, I suppose. Well, if you had a floppy disk, maybe you can punch through the hole into the guy's face. It's like, Come on, the hole's pretty small. Come on. It's a super punch, I guess. Well, if you're a five and a quarter, right? The bigger five and a quarter one, maybe you could, right? Like, uh... yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> or, or, yeah, you could just chuck a VHS tape at their head. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. You know, you could probably hurt someone with a VHS tape if you think about it. Especially those older ones when they were made better. Yeah. You, know? now, you now, crack it... someone over the head with one, it would break. You know, so... now, didn't somebody get impaled with a, a CD in... Um... Uh, I come in peace. Yes, that's the name. Oh yes, by yes. Mr. Hughes. Right, <laughs> but he was able to propel it with his alien 
Right. Uh, right. It was alien powers. It's alien power, right. So that's a little different. Um, yeah. And I guess uh, Hellraiser, yeah, so right? You'd have Hellraiser <laughs> powers too, right? He would have. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you would. Yeah. Just in, to the limit, there's Anna Nicole powers. Right. The best kind of powers. I mean, maybe that was the third movie for, from the Da Vinci trilogy that we didn't get, which was that Anna Nicole Smith's character was created in a lab, right, with special abilities that we didn't know about. Like, she, it turns out she's like another, like, like, like the, her skin is like that, that plastic stuff that, that Evan Laurie had from Hologram Man, and that actually she, you know, right? I would but, like to see that. I mean, match. She could maybe play a robot. Yeah, that's what it's the T-Force robot, right? She's T-Force the T-Force 2, yeah. Right. She was the prototype. Two. She was the one yeah. before they sold the technology to Aaron Gray and, and all of them. Um, yeah, so. yeah, that works. I was thinking, you know, because in Hologram Man, uh, Slash Gallagher has, <laughs> I don't know if it's like his girlfriend or his wife, or he has some sort of female companion. Annacle Smith would be a perfect match for Slash Gallagher. Yeah, though, that was I'd a pairing that. that we never got that we could have we could have really oh, used with PM. I mean, so I don't know close. what the deal was, why they only did two films with her. I mean, I guess maybe it was like the contract or something where she was, I mean, I think, because I, I, I feel like, I don't know if she was already doing the guest ads at that time, and then she fell off and, and did this, did these, or, I mean, it might have been too that she got the um, the the inheritance money from the billionaire that she would <laughs> right. die. <laughs> right, she didn't need to do movies. I don't know why they stopped, or, or maybe it was just that To the Limit was, was, was considered so bad. Um, it just was such, it didn't work or whatever. I mean, I feel like it, I don't understand how it wouldn't have worked in the sense that I would think like an HBO or a Cinemax, um, Encore or whatever would have bought that up in a heartbeat to fill time. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was her decision. Maybe she was like, you know, this whole acting thing, it's not for me. You know, I should move on to something else. Cause I mean, when was her reality show? Was, that was a lot later. Right? Was later. There's was, there was like 10 yeah. years or more, maybe a little less than that, but a while later. Yeah, they don't mention side. skyscraper to the limit on the show, by the way, but they do mention uh, on the end of the call movie. There's two TV movies. Right. One of them has Willa Ford from like 2006, 2007, nice. and one of them has Agnes Agnes Bruckner as Anne Nicole. And in that one, they mention skyscraper. There's like some sort of <laughs> producer. It's like we want you in a movie called Skyscraper. It's like Die Hard in a skyscraper. And then Anne Nicole says, Oh, great. <laughs> um, and also there's that episode of law and order ci where, which is ba- where christy swanson plays the anna nicole smith type yes yeah yes. Um, i wish we could have no. gotten a third movie but two movies of anna nicole is pretty good yeah well, especially you know, considering of, yeah no sorry well, there's, there's, there's two oj movies so why wouldn't there be two anna movies right are there two oh. pm ojs i know C- cia alexa was 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 pm did, did he do another one with pm Oh, well, I oh, was thinking oh, movies you meant about the TV crime. Right. Um, the, movie. the TV movies. But, the OJ TV um, movies. Oh, 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 OJ TV movies. I see what you're saying. I think like, like we were – okay, for, okay, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, I mean, OJ was with PM as well because he did the, the first CIA uh, uh, code of election. Yes. And, and, and he could have teamed up with her. I think, it, I think she was his type, you know? And if I'm not mistaken, in CIA 1, he didn't – I don't think he passed away. He could have been in the sequel, but I think he right. had some trouble. Uh, he had was some being legal made. trouble. I think <laughs> yeah. the film was shot. Like, <laughs> he had a couple little problems couple in life. Problems, but I, I don't remember what it was, but it was some legal trouble from what right, I heard. Exactly. Something, something happened there. Something out of Bronco and, and yeah. a murder. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Al, Al Cowlings. He could be an action star. Yeah, he could have been. Cowlings. Yeah. Cow- well, well like, um, just to tie this back to the reality show is um, that little boy who was on that tricycle, is, that's her son in real life. Yeah. 
That was great. Yeah. He was a he was a really good actor. He could have uh, been in more movies. Right, right. Yes. And it was kind of funny seeing her act opposite him because she was um she was she was trying to like not be like his mom in the Yeah, scene. you could tell. Yeah. And, and, but yet she was his mom, you know. And and it was it was in that way of like so her character is someone who wants to have a baby, right? So right. she's trying to be motherly but not be his mom, but she was behaving in that comfort level that someone who is his actual mom would be behaving with him, right? You know, like the way she was talking to him. Right, like yeah, that was probably her best acting. Right, like, oh. right, exactly. I mean, it was, it was like, it was so <laughs> obvious. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely there. Uh, now, one question I wanted to ask you guys um, uh-huh. that maybe isn't as, as much of a fun question about this, but okay. you know, we've talked about CIA Codename Alexa, right, which had Kathleen Kinmont. And I mean, she was someone who did some some good stuff from PM, and and you know Cynthia Rothrock, of course, did Guardian Angel with PM. Um, you know, and they, they had some 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 female. Bobby Phillips was another, um, you know, person who did a lot of P, PM work. You wonder if some of the women who were doing a lot of films in house, you know, I, I wonder if maybe there was either how they would have felt about them bringing in Anna Nicole Smith to do these movies. If it was either a sense of like, okay, she's going to elevate our profile, so we'll get better pictures as well or was it a sense of like you know why didn't kathleen kinmont get skyscraper or something like that well because she's probably like oh and nicole smith people love her so right like, <laughs> no, no 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 i mean like they, yeah of course you know pm oh. we know why pm did it but, but yeah i wonder like if kathleen was like you know i'm you know i've been working for this company for so long i mean i'm not saying her specifically but somebody in in her her shoes might have been thinking i've been doing this you know i've been grinding it out i mean in, in kathleen kidmont's case to be fair to her, I mean, she had to do that love scene with with uh, Wings Hauser in Art of Dying. So you right, <laughs> like, you know, but but you, I wonder if, if any of them felt like, you know, this is this isn't right or something to bring in a model of Anna Nicole Smith who couldn't really act, couldn't do action scenes um, over some of the people that they may have had in house who had been grinding it out with them for a while. That's true. I, I, you, there's two schools of thought. On the one hand, they might feel cheated and feel like that she jumped the line, you know, because they've been working so long. They can act. They can do martial arts. She maybe yeah. not so much. So I, I could feel I could see how they might feel cheated by that. Or on the other hand, maybe they saw it as such a like a freak occurrence, like such an anomaly, like they didn't care because it, it really had nothing to do with them. Like it's not really a slight towards them. It's just one. It's almost like a freak rainstorm, just like this weird thing that happened. So I, I'd like to hope they saw it that way and didn't take any personal offense. But, um, you know, it depends how catty they are. You know, you know, women can get like that. So I'm told. <laughs> well, no, but I think you make a good point that maybe you're right, that it, it was just so outside the norm that it was just like I was trying to think if PM did anything with that with any male actors and I can't think of off the top of my head someone who just sort of came in and did one and and or did a couple and and you know was kind of like a high profile I mean I mean it's like C Thomas Howell did a good amount with them I think um yeah a bunch of them you know yeah pure <laughs> danger I'm sorry what the big heat is that what it's called yes right that was yeah. like more of a detective like noir yeah you made like three or four of those so that's a lot yeah so there wasn't wasn't somebody that was like you know you you'd say like you know like like right like if you're gary daniels you wouldn't look at it like man i've been grinding out these pm flicks and now i'm getting passed over you know he got the big ones he got some of the big ones there 
Because, I mean, I, I, you kind of look at Skyscraper, you think of, like, that's a kind of a plum project. It, I mean, maybe they didn't know. Maybe, maybe you know, if you're someone else, too, on there, on there like, you know, if you're Cynthia Rothrock or, um, you know, maybe Cynthia Rothrock was doing all kinds of other things, too, so you don't know if, if she was, you know. But, you know, if you're someone who was working in-house for them for a while, like a, a Kathleen Kinmont, maybe you look at, at that Skyscraper thing and think, this is this is crap anyway like why would i you know want to do this because it doesn't look that remarkable right you know sky you know die hard in a skyscraper it sounds pretty cliche um yeah we've seen that movie before won't say which movie it was (laughs) exactly so maybe maybe they were offered it and they passed because they thought it was stupid you know Or like what you were saying, uh, Brett, like they looked at it as like it's just this anomaly thing. Like this is just going to be kind of a, a publicity stunt thing with PM. Um, you that know, seems it, like that seems like the the uh, idea. Yeah. Right. Like hopefully they would have said, you know, this isn't going to take anything away from us and what we do. This is its own separate thing. And it's so off the wall that it, it's, it's not a slap in the face. It's just that this weird right. thing that happened. Yeah, yeah I definitely like, seems that's right. what they thought. It had to be. Yeah, because I think you know we look at skyscraper as this really great success, but when you really boil it down to what it is, on paper it can't have looked like it was going to be. You know, I think if you were like a Kathleen Kinmont on there, yeah, I can't bring up her name because you know she's just something. You know, but Bobby Phillips is another one who who did a lot of parts for for PM. Um, you know, you look at them. You know, they probably wouldn't think of that as the one that was going to maybe get them over the top. I mean, you know, Kinmont did have starring – I mean, she did have the starring role in, in CIA Codename Alexa. So there was a movie that was, was based around her a, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you – you, What was that movie would... we saw, Brett, with uh, Kinmont? It was Sweet Justice or – what was that um, one? That's, that sounds right, and also she was in uh, Gangland, right? <laughs> yes, Gangland. Yes, no, that was that was an Art Camacho film. Yeah, that's perfect. Post PM, but yeah, so so I mean, he must have you know worked with her on some of those and thought, well, hey, you know, we, you know, it's interesting with Art Camacho. If you look at his stuff, he works with a lot of the same people. Like he just kind of has a a, a group of people that he he likes working with, and um, they you know Martin Coe seems to show up in a lot of his, you know, and and uh. uh Olivier Gruner and, and yeah, Sasha Mitchell, I've noticed, you know, Richard Grieco. Um, yeah. All the best. Yeah. All right. the best people. Grieco <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. But, but Kinmon, I, you know, she's one of the best things about Halloween 5, you know, because she, she can do other things. Like she didn't, yeah, she could do martial arts and she could do things. But if you watch Halloween 5, she's definitely the bright spot of that movie. Yeah. And I mean, if you put her in Skyscraper, it's, it's not going to have sort of this element of it that we we joke about with the you know the Carrie Wink and I mean you know <laughs> if they even I'm still laughing I'm sorry still laughing and Gordy <laughs> Wink Gordy Carrie Wink Gordy. right I mean you maybe it's something different with her like maybe they don't even need to make her a helicopter pilot which would, again like kind of you know that was like kind of one of the funner as one of the more fun aspects of it that there was the heliscort you know thing um, <laughs> but you know she's probably going to read her lines a little bit better do that stuff there's probably not the skinamax scene so I mean I don't know um, you know I mean she might have after what happened no, either way Hauser on that thing, one <laughs> yeah I, she might be after the winged Hauser thing being like I need to read any sex scenes and make sure I know what's going to happen in them there, there's no food involved in any of these ever again you know I'm not the <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. I don't think that was the case for Anna Nicole, by the way, but uh, we won't go there. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, but you know, it's interesting when you when you look at it because there aren't a lot of um, female helmed films from PM Entertainment. There's some, um, but um, and a lot of times it's similar to like a, a, like a partnership, like like Maximum Force or something like that, where it's like share. Is it with Sherry Rose? Rose from yeah. Connecticut. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, she's another great one who, who did, you know, did some starring things for PM. Yes, she was good in that one, Maximum Force, and that great character of Bear. <laughs> yeah. oh. Bear. I want to talk about someone who should have done more. Oh, uh, yes. Bear, he had a br- great career ahead of him. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He had his great line of reading of Hulk. <laughs> and then he uh, maybe passed away in the movie. We'll say I won't give any spoilers. About Twenty seconds after being introduced in the movie, like, hey, this is my friend. <laughs> yeah, he dies. Like, no, he's the best character. Yeah, I mean, PM Entertainment as a movie house, it's just like, there's just so many, like, like we kind of did, you know, we did the episode, previously we had our top five, and we kind of delved into those, and we did a few honorable mentions, but it is amazing when you kind of, I mean, again, like, To the Limit is one that does not really stand out as a great PM flick, but there's just so much you can sink your teeth into in it, but, I mean, there's so many beyond that one, I mean, that, you know, we didn't, you know, neither of our lists had any Don the Dragon Wilson on them. I, I think maybe I, I would maybe put one of the Ring of Fires or Out for Blood in my. my Out for my, Blood's my, good, right? Karate yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, there's some that you could go, okay, yeah, but but it it, it is interesting, like that, you know, you, you know, you can get into something like a Maximum Force or, or CIA Codename, like you know, where it's like there's just elements to these movies that just made them so fun. Um, that it, 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 you know, the '90s just would not have been the '90s without PM Entertainment. That's true. That is true. <laughs> In video store, going to a video store or, or looking, what was on the cable? You know, the pay cable channels of the day. It, it would be a lot less um, interesting. You know, it, it, you're right. It, it, they really added a lot to the landscape back then. It's like, hey, another new PM movie. <laughs> yeah. I'll check that out. Sure. We can go to your local, you know, Blockbuster or whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, like when I was watching To the Limit, that really brought me back because like, you know, Skyscraper is something that probably would have been a rental. That's something that, you know, if I saw it at the the video store, okay, I'm going to grab something like that. But To the Limit really felt like that, like, you know. Wednesday Maybe after, after your first seven choices are gone. Right, just like flipping <laughs> through the channels on 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 a Wednesday, and HBO Two here is this <laughs> like 1999, and and just being like. Okay, yeah, you know, I got nothing else to do while I'm waiting to go do whatever yeah. I'm going to do later on in this evening on a Wednesday, you know, and uh, it's like two of thirty p.m. or something like that. Or p.m. <laughs> exactly. That's yes, right. Exactly. It has like some weird, weird time right attached to it, and then like the guide bar probably gives it like one star or two stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The guy one star, one and a half, and then you know, and TV guide used to have like little uh, reviews, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. But they try to boil the movie down to like five words. No. Yes. Yeah. So what would that be for To the Limit? Yeah, like, I don't know. Nicole Smith. Yeah. Malinsky, yeah. Bye. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bye. I like the bye. 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 Enjoy. <laughs> but the people that review these movies don't really have genre fans in mind. Like we were. What was the on Comcast where they reviewed? What was it? Um, No Dead Heroes, and they gave it like half a star. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like that's not a half a star movie. It's it's a lot better than that. But some jerk at Comcast decided it was like half a star or one star. It's like, come on, that's Nick Nicholson and a gigantic body count. That's at least a three to four to ten star movie. <laughs> oh, come on. They do, well, they, you have to go so far in the other direction. Okay, but right. I think they got rid of the stars for that reason, that it was just so arbitrary. I think, who is it? Somebody like um, Will or somebody would post them from in in England, like the different star ratings that they would give. I've seen that. I like seeing that. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they got rid of that. Actually, a friend of mine, um, he has a friend who, because here in Philadelphia, it's like big Comcast territory. I think he has a friend who who works for Comcast who does the – 
the the descriptions. Um, she doesn't, oh, do, she doesn't do ratings anymore, but I think she writes the the descriptions of things. That's, wow, what a job! Job. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't uh, know how it works. I don't know like if it's like they give her an idea and she's just gotta flesh it out. Because if you look at if that's a good example. Here's a good example because when you see let's say uh, a Law and Order or maybe something like that, it says and other or it says uh, you know Olivia is on the case. And other <laughs> another case, Olivia is doing another case. Yeah, that's a terrible right. sentence. Right? But <laughs> what you mean? It's, but, it's like but they had to what you're saying is the subplot. Yeah, there's no way one person could watch all these movies and TV shows. So they, there's just no yeah. way. So they probably have to give them some sort of synopsis or something. Yeah, I I think that's how it works, and then they just kind of flesh it out and make it, you know decent or something like that so and it's, then you have those weird descriptions like for those twin peak episodes it's like <laughs> the sun is rising it's like well oh yeah yeah that's right so, so it's not just for of course how could you describe a twin peaks episode but well, yeah they, they have these very cryptic um descriptions that's almost like part of the experience of watching the show right, right. that is the best part it's like and it says one of them's like hmm it's like, okay, so what's that about? It says, hmm. Man, like, wasn't there like one that was like really judgmental to like in this like lame like sci-fi movie or something? Like yeah, they actually oh, described it in, oh, in like unflattering terms. I remember terms. that. I yeah, remember, oh, would... it was end of days. There's end of days. There's like in this incoherent sci-fi actioner, <laughs> Schwarzenegger, you know, fights the devil. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they do. They would do that back then. Like they would, yeah. they would add in like commentary. I mean, I mean, it, it's amazing. I think that there, there probably was. I don't know something an edict from Comcast or something to stop doing that. But yeah, between the star ratings and the the commentary and yeah, the, this this lackluster. <laughs> yeah, lackluster. <laughs> this lackluster thriller. Yeah, that I mean, that's what yeah, I mean, <laughs> they probably would have said, you know, uh, you know, spy thriller yarn starring. Um, Supermodel Anna Nicole Smith and John Travolta's brother, or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I don't know what what is with the uh, with the editorializing and the uh, and the commentary, but you know, sometimes it was kind of funny to see yeah. that. I guess but, it was them who's writing this stuff. It's a movie Pulse of Madeline Stone. Like in this weird horror movies, like that's your opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they stopped doing that. I think because they so, – so like my, my, my buddy's friend would have been younger, so she wouldn't have been old enough to do it back then when we were really, you know, digging into that, that digital cable bar and then and picking on some of these uh, these these um, PM Entertainment ones. But um, yeah, it, it, I think they stopped doing that. I think they, they were like no more – um, you know, talking about no, – no more no more of that part of it. And, and I don't know why they decided to do that because maybe what it was was that – by by editorializing like that, it it hurt the, the viewership. Well, yeah, it, uh, I mean, it's hard to believe someone would have wrote in saying, "Could you please stop editorializing in your descriptions?" I I feel like most people don't have that much time on their hands, so they must have well, internally decided uh, they'd be, that because it went all the way to the top. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, 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 maybe you guys will, will remember this, but remember the rolling, the scrolling TV guide. I was just about guide? to say that. I was just about to say yes. the scrolling preview guide. Yeah. Did they have descriptions on that? Like of movies? No, no they, not really, right? You couldn't select anything. You just would see it. I think they yeah. might have had stars, though. They might have had stars with them. And they used to have previews, 4 p.m. movies. I think I've seen yeah. a skyscraper preview, and I know it's not p.m., but Galaxis. That's what I remember mm-hmm. the most. And, and, and Hologram Man. Oh, Hologram Man. Oh, yeah, Hologram Man. Like, I had to see Hologram, like, ah, oh. that was me as a kid, or now. Like, oh, I want to see what's on Channel 7. Oh, I just missed it. It's just, <laughs> like, oh, I got to wait till it goes back. 
And then you miss it again. It's like, oh, no. (laughs) That ended up, the the scrolling guide channel got bought out by by TV Guide. And then when the digital guide bar became a thing, I think the TV Guide became its own channel. And now I think it's Pop now. I think Pop is what the the, the scrolling guide bar used to be. (laughs) I I remember that because towards the end, they would actually have original programming, like that game show with Todd Newton. Yeah, it was like Hollywood Babylon or something. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Um, Todd Newton works for uh, Home Shopping Network, Evine, now. Um, He sells... I think it's it's tied to right the guy who used to work for E and all that stuff. Well, he should first off he should be an action star by the way. Right, exactly. He would be great. Have you seen his arms? He's got sleeves of tattoos. He would be. I heard that. Yeah. Vest and no shirt underneath. He would be perfect, fantastic. perfect for me. Yeah. He could be like one of these modern day punch fighting movies, like the Circle of Pain, like these. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. uh, like with what Hector Ectavaria. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Todd Newton as Bones or something. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you know, he could be a rival to Todd Jensen. Right, yeah. The Battle of the Todds. The Battle of the Todds. They can call Todd the movie. Um, but actually, a friend of ours, um, Anthony, met Todd uh, Newton and said he was very nice and said he was a nice guy. He Great to hear that. Like- you know, it's funny because you watch him on the home shopping thing. Like, I would watch because I, I get a kick out of the Invicta watch thing that they have on there. Where they, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Like, it's it's kind of like a. I haven't watched it in a long time, but these people like collect these watches, like these Invicta watches. Like, they spend thousands, tens of thousands in some cases, of dollars to collect these special watches. And so, like, Evine, this this shopping network, like Home Shopping and QVC, whatever, they've kind of like. That's what their 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 thing is. Is it one of their big things is selling those watches? So I would watch. I would see him on there. I'd be like, oh my god, that's Todd Newton. That's crazy that he's you know he's <laughs> that's here. That's what we all say. Yeah, I love that. He, I love that sentence. Right, hey, it's Todd Newton. Todd Newton. Can you believe it? But he um he he's not really like he's like too like TV hostish, right? To, to you know, but people would call up and be like, "Hey, you know, I just got a new tattoo." Or, "Hey, I met you at this thing," and he'd be like, "Oh, I remember seeing you there," and all that stuff. And and it's like, you know, it, it's great for me because I don't really care about buying the watches or anything like that. Like, I just had fun watching him on there. Um, but it was kind of like, yeah, like I, you wonder, like if I think they just like having the name there, um, you know, on the show to be able to say, "Hey, we've got Todd Newton as our host," but he's more TV host than he is like, you know, like like salesperson, like QVC salesperson, like that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But, you know, as Ty said, I think he would have been a good action star. And um, uh, let's see, what else do I have? Well, not to, uh, you know, steal focus away from Todd Newton or Todd Jensen. But, you know, if someone wanted to do a double feature and and it wasn't going to be Skyscraper into the limit, it could be Skyscraper and Gridlocked because that also features a very interesting person as a helicopter pilot. And that is David Hasselhoff. Well, not only that, but it also has a supermodel starring in it, right? You've got Kathy yeah, Ireland. Kathy Ireland, a very interesting voice. Right. Now, wasn't she supposed to be some? Wasn't somebody else supposed to play that part and, and ended up being Kathy Ireland? I thought another model or actress was supposed to take it. I did not look into that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but it, you know, if you want to see two great people as two great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, helicopter pilots. I mean, t- if you want to split hairs, you know, uh, Anna Nicole, you know, has that taxi service hell escort, whereas uh, Hasselhoff is like a police. He's like an NYPD uh, helicopter man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're both helicoptering around their respective cities and um, doing what they do. Um, yeah. Well, I like it, too, as a double feature of 
skyscraper helicopter movies with supermodels and in them. Yeah, um, it'd be perfect. Yeah. Oh, you just need Carol Alt. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's who was supposed to do the part. I can't remember. There was somebody that was supposed to be. Kathy, uh, and there was some falling out, or something. maybe it was Pamela Anderson. I can't remember. Somebody was supposed to. I mean, Pamela Anderson. You could go AIP with her. I, I, I um, what was the one that she did? Um, Broad Justice. Broad Justice. Yes. Which apparently, if you were in the IMDb reviews about that movie, um, she was supposed to do another movie um, for another movie house, not um, PM, not AIP, or anybody like that. But she was offered barbed wire at the same time. So to get out of th- – this is what the, that, that the studio co- claims, was to get out of doing that other movie so she could do barbed wire. She claimed that she was traumatized from the love scenes that she had to do with, like, David Keith in Raw Justice. Um, and <laughs> so the people – Yeah. And, well, and actually, if you do watch the scene, it's a little uh, out there. Yeah. And so. it, there was – who's the other one that was in that movie? Um, David Keith and – I can't remember. Oh. Was it Robert Hayes? Yeah, Robert Hayes. Oh, good right, Robert Hayes, of course, yeah, from Air, Airplane. Um, yeah. yeah, and so apparently she was really manhandled. She said she she said she was very really manhandled in that movie, and was traumatized by it. So then this other movie that she, I can't remember what the other movie was that she was supposed to do, but she read the script and said, "No, I'm not doing it." Or maybe it was. It was Raw Justice came after the movie that – there was something up with it where Raw Justice was involved with it. But, um, but yeah, she, so she was just like they, – they, the, the studio claimed that, no, she bowed out because she wanted to do barbed wire and said that she was offered a, a big screen film. Um, so it, it's interesting. I mean you, 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 know, you feel like with Anna Nicole Smith, like she would just kind of just do the scenes. Like you know, um, it would have been interesting to see her in Raw Justice with, with David Keith and, the, and Robert Hayes. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, I mean, Pamela Anderson was in some other DCV movies like um, Naked Souls, Naked Souls, and the Snapdragon. I was gonna say Snapdragon, yeah, I remember yeah, that. I just one. got a copy of Snapdragon. I haven't watched it yet, but oh, okay, uh, we're not gonna say anything then. Um, I don't want any spoilers for the no, Snap. No Snapdragon spoilers. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's another one that feels like that to the limit, like '90s, you know, premium channel. Um, you know, I mean, Snapdragon's a little bit more because I think Snapdragon, because um, Pamela Anderson had a little bit higher profile than Anna Nicole Smith. That's one that also would have been like a, a, a Sunday afternoon network TV thing, you know, that like edited version uh, where, you know, they'd be like, you know, we now return to Snapdragon, you know, kind of thing. Like you probably would. I, I think I may have even seen it in, in that in that realm edited first. And then I saw it on on demand later. Um, so that was. It, it was definitely an interesting one. You're, I, I think you'll you'll get a kick out of it for sure. <laughs> I'll try to watch it soon. I mean, I have Naked Souls and uh, Snapdragon in my collection now. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Justice, right? And Ron Justice, Justice, yeah. I, and Barbed Wire. So I actually wow. have the complete uh, Pam Anderson collection. <laughs> you have the whole thing, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, she's another one that um, – and I remember she had the VIP TV show where she – she kind of made the transition a little bit better, I think, than, than Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, Anna Nicole Smith, you know, we find out later, of course, that she had a lot of different issues going on. But um, I think, too, in terms of, like, the, the acting part of it, we, we, when, you, when you watch the outtakes, you really see what kind of a struggle it was. Um, this I'll was not a natural transition. Yeah, it, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it was a testament to PM that they were able to get her across the finish line. Um, and, and, and she, she definitely, it, it, it was not as simple, you know, I think it shows maybe when you would see those outtakes, it shows that it, 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 
acting is something that is a bit of a skill. We joke about, you know, Don the Dragon Wilson in this era being like a wooden actor, right? That, you know, yeah. he, you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, when you watch this, you realize like either PM did a lot to get him over the hump or he was better than we thought. You know, he was, you know, and I guess when you see him now, when you see him in, in, in stuff now where he's acting opposite people that are relatively new, you can see his experience show in, in some of those. Um, but at the very least, you, you, you know, it, it kind of gave me a little bit more respect for Wilson. Like, okay, you know, it took this much work to get in and Nicole Smith over the hump. So Wilson had to have had some ability to be able to make these scenes, you know, you know, happen at all, I guess. Well, I mean, that's the thing about taking a non-actor and making them into an actor almost overnight. I mean, because, you know, he was a kickboxer, like a right. competitive kickboxer. And they did that with other people, too. So it's kind of like going back to the question we've talked about before, which is better. Do you take an actor and try to teach a martial arts? Or do you take a martial artist and make him an actor, you know? So it's kind of PM didn't seem to have much of a problem doing that. You go from Don the Dragon and you get people like, let's say Ian Jacklin. I was going to say, yeah, that was, that was a name that popped into my head too. Vince yeah. Murdaco. Um, Murdaco. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they made these people work. Um, you know, um, I think Evan Laurie had a little bit more going on um, with those scenes, you know, <laughs> But but everybody else, I mean, and, and I mean, part of the way they did it that they didn't really do in this movie, um, it was skyscraper. But it seemed like part of the way they did it in a lot of their movies was that they they paired the actor with somebody who was a more established actor to kind of have the two carry them. And um, they didn't do that here so much, which I thought was, you know, I, I think it worked still. I think they didn't have to do it. But I think it, you make a good point that I think PM, if anybody could get Anna Nicole Smith across the finish line, PM had a lot of experience in working with athletes and, and and getting them over the hump and it like you said it's, it's it's not necessarily a natural transition but i think maybe pm does sell the fact that yeah if i had my druthers i'd rather have a martial artist who is learning to act than having you know a, an academy award-winning or academy nominee level <laughs> actor of like liam neeson and just cutting the scene so it looks like he's fighting well and i think part of that too is knowing that pm probably didn't think they had a lot to lose like it's not like the, like the academy award um, you know the committee is going to snub them now you know they just right. so they, you know they didn't have that you know they they make moves for a specific audience like us you know the that the the, the hoity-toity crowd and the critics and the, the all the, the reviewers they're not going to pay attention so they figured well we're pm and we do what we do and if we have this little ace in the hole this little advantage we're gonna use it yeah, I think maybe that's a good point to leave it on, right? Is that, that you know, PM, like you said, they, they, it wasn't like they had a lot to lose. But on the same token, you know, when you see the outtakes, you see that it took a lot of work to get this movie made. But, you know, for, for Skyscraper, it works. It, yeah, well, it, it still delivers the goods. It's, still, yeah. Yeah, it's very silly, but it, it delivers a fun product. Yeah. Uh, now, now, did you guys have any final thoughts or words on, on either of these movies or, you know, sort of PM or Anna Nicole Smith or any of that? Hmm. That's a great question. Well, I just hope uh, people can still, you know, watch it on what's a Tubi, Tubi Amazon has Prime. Both of them. Yeah, Tubi oh, has so both. And I believe Prime has both as well. So definitely worth watching, worth checking out at least once. Yeah. Uh, I would say try Bud Dry. Right. That's what I ask why. <laughs> Perfect response. Yeah. I, I just just to give you an idea, if you're on the fence about skyscraper, if you see this listed on Tubi and you're like, I don't know. Remember this. That's what the opening action sequence is, is it's a Bud Dry truck that pulls up. Malibu, no shirt on, underneath the vest of a three-piece suit, 
firing the Uzis at people. A guy in, in a, a ski mask amazing. with a right, the rocket launcher. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's it's PM at its best. I mean, this is one of this is definitely a, it's a I think it's it's pretty universally accepted. It seems like if, if, well, I guess it's you, you, me, and then the, the the bulletproof action poll that was involved with uh, Will and a, I think Todd Gaines was involved with that. I mean, a, a, mm. they had a few people that that, that created their list. Um, but uh, so universal in the sense that the three of us put it all as a top ten PM entertainment movie. So you call that universal, I guess. That's, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. sure, absolutely. Right, <laughs> but it's it, it's it's you know this is a this is a big movie, and then I think I think for the factor of wanting to get into more PM entertainment. And kind of seeing it from a different level. I mean, I think To the Limit is really one that you, you, you really have I, – I feel like it's one that's really appreciated more as that sort of thing that existed in the 90s. Yeah, um, I would wait a while to see that one. I mean, yeah. go, go down the list. It's, it's a companion piece to Skyscraper. That's how I would say. Like, just didn't <laughs> see Skyscraper. <laughs> well, then that's where it starts to get a little complicated. But, yeah, I mean, if you – I wouldn't see To the Limit and not Skyscraper. You know, you only right. see To the Limit if you've already seen Skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to think of it. And I think if you if you are someone who didn't really have that sort of – that 90s video store um, digital you – know, um, uh, you know, video store premium channel – memory of, of movies like that it, it might not really do much for you because it really is there's a nostalgia factor into the limit that i i felt when i was watching that i don't know if i hadn't experienced that world at that time i don't know that I, if i like if i were born if i had been born in like 1998 and i'm watching it now which is it's kind of crazy thing that i was born in 1998 i'd be 22 right now um so oh, it's like, oh, it's a, that long ago. that's pretty young but I, well, I graduated I, high school in 1998. Yeah, so. right. I graduated in, in 97. So yeah, we're right in the same age there. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't think I would have, I would get to the limit the same way. I don't think I would appreciate it the same way because th there isn't a lot there to necessarily to appreciate. It's more like to seeing it as like that, that kind of thing that existed at that time. Yeah, um, and if all else fails, you can buy stock in Z-Tex Corporation. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it makes zits, right? I think that's what's in the reviews. It's the place where they make zits. <laughs> I mean, Claricell makes zits, or they make them go away. They make them go away, right. So, so that, that's the conspiracy that goes all the way to the top, is that this company. Yeah, right. There's a competing competing companies. Right, right. One makes the zits, and one makes them go away, and so they're, they're getting money on both. Well, right. there was Acme. There's also Acme. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. Nope, not at all. Exactly. Oh, all right, man. well. Yeah, so... so because we're wrapping up here, where can people find you guys on social media? Oh, social media, well, we got on Instagram, we got Thai Action Rocks on Instagram, and we're on the Twitter, uh, Thai Comeuppance, and then we got the website itself, comeuppancereviews.net. Yes. Um, uh, and we're on Facebook, same. And then we're on Facebook as well. Oh, and our podcast. Um, oh, yeah, all right. Forgot about that. Don't forget about that. Um, <laughs> Which is on iTunes, um, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, and wow. pretty much most of the places where you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, I do iTunes. And so when I go on iTunes, if I just type in comeuppance reviews, mm -hmm. it comes up right away. It's the only thing oh, that comes up, which I think is good. My, that's one of the problems with, with ours, with the DTVC one, is that it, I think you have to type in exactly DTVC podcast for it to come up. Um, uh, on iTunes, but yours comes up, you know, come up with reviews. It comes up right away. So that, that's how I find it. But I think, you know, like you said, what, you know, um, 
whichever one you use, I think if you do the same thing. I think I did get it to come up on, on, on one of the other ones too, like Spotify or one of oh, those. Oh, nice. That's cool. I haven't checked. Well, I don't have Spotify. Oh, no. So maybe – do you guys have it streaming on Spotify? Maybe I'm – Oh, okay. no, we uh, do. You do, right? Yeah, our episodes are on Spotify. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing as iTunes. It's, you yeah. know, just another way to listen. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us on also. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just to kind of, you know, kind of wrap right in there. And, and the other thing, too, I want to uh, plug uh, with your, your, your Instagram. Um, oh. Yeah, that is just sure. always just for, for people that love the VHS error, but also not just specifically the VHS error, but this kind of movie, especially like a To the Limit or a Skyscraper or something like that. This kind of movie in this era, that the, the Instagram is a great place to reminisce. Oh, where you can, thanks. Yeah, it, it's it's like. You get to go to your own video store, right? And kind of see the <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah, I have a whole collection of these wacky movies. And I, what I post uh, today, Possessed by the Night of <laughs> Shannon Tweed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a – because, you know, it, it kind of brings you back to that era where, you know, you, you had to go to the video store and you had to – you picked up the box. And yep. you, you almost never rented it just based off the cover, right? You always turned it over to see yeah, what was going on. Yeah, turn it over, yeah. Yeah, and and you 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 get those really great. I mean, because a lot of times with my friends and I, what we did was it was the craziest explanation was what we decided to pick. So it's like when I would read some of those ones that you 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 would choose, like some of the more obnoxious uh, descriptions of what was happening in the movie, you know, like um, that would be what we would choose. So it always just takes me back to that time. I'm happy it does that for you. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's a uh, so definitely you know uh, recommend people oh, going back there. Yeah, absolutely, yes, like VHS tapes. This you know it's it's an enjoyable thing to see. Yeah, speaking um, of being well, and then some didn't someone say this is the best like? Instagram oh yeah, one page? of the uh, one of my followers on Instagram. That was one of my favorite pages. Like wow, that's very nice of you. I wish I remembered his name if he was listening. Right. Sorry about that. No, but but I mean yeah, and I think most people that are listening here probably do already follow you on on instagram but if not tie action rocks it's it's definitely you, if you're listening to this podcast you like this kind of thing already so it is a really great yeah that's to, a good point yeah for sure um and then of course i mean yeah the, the podcast is fantastic um oh, yeah, thanks we'll have to have you back on again i know I know it was great the, the Lamas one we were talking about Kathleen Kidmott. We did the, the oh, Lamas right. one recently, um, which did have another one of my I think Final Impact is in my top ten for PM. Um, maybe kind of like the later top, you know, like kind of closer well, to right. nine the or ten. Like the other top. It's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> so, right, sort of the, the, the lower back end top. Of the top that makes sense. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a you know another. But uh, yeah, that was a, a fun episode. I mean, we've done some some really great ones, and you guys have had you guys. Speaking of video store memories, you've done a series of of, of episodes about video store memories. Which are, yeah, you were on one of them, right? I, was on, I think I was on one of them. Yeah, and then um, I think Mitch from Video Vacuum did one with you as well. Or no, he did. Yeah, no, I, no, no, he did the Van Dam episode. He did Van right? Dam. He did. Yeah. Uh, what what did we call the episode? I forget. But oh, John Claude Van Ranked. <laughs> John Claude Van Ranked. That's the name of the episode. But yeah, yeah. We, we pretty much want to get everyone we know who has video store memories on the podcast to share their video store memories. So if we haven't gotten to you yet, we'll get to you. Uh, if you or you can message me on Instagram or Twitter. I'll I'll see your message. So, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's an ongoing series, and we want to try and um, have like a. I don't know if you'd call it a living history, but like a, like an oral history of of people and their video store memories, because I think that's important. Yeah, 
so one thing I think so you did was was it your friend Paul that you had on to do? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and he. It's interesting because I think what's great about having multiple people on is that like you know his experience was different from mine, but then he you know he brought up the the, the and you you guys also talked about it as well the grocery store, um, renting yes. videos at the grocery store, which <laughs> yeah, I had good. kind of forgotten about, but yeah, it's like my mom loved, loved to play lottery tickets, and so the the lottery. You know that, that that customer service booth where you did lottery tickets was in the same area where the the videos were, um, and so I remembered that like if she was getting her number, you know, she was going to play her numbers or cash in a ticket or something, I would be looking through the movies there, and that was where you brought the the case to to get the movie. They were all behind that that customer service window there. Um, huh. you know, they had them all stacked there. I had completely forgotten about that that you you could do that. Uh, it's 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 amazing to think about what the video store. I mean, you, you know, when when everybody talks about the different parts of it that, you know, were important to them, uh, it, it's been really cool. It was really cool to listen to for sure. Oh well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and oh, thank you. Um, I wish that thing you just said could have been on that episode because that would have been perfect. But at least it's on this episode. Yeah, that's right. episode. We can always, uh, you know, take that part, put it, uh, splice into the other episode. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I remember you mentioned about that episode was seeing what was it Jason lives at the grocery store like the oh Jason goes right? to hell I was scared yeah Jason goes to hell yeah, yeah. I and, and I mean that was the thing right was it like you would you know the 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 grocery store is supposed to not like like the video store you know what you get when you go into the video store um but the fact that the grocery store did it. Uh, it was you know this little enclave in the in, yeah, I mean they didn't have an adult section it wasn't like they had like an no, adult no you, you know. walked right in you saw that poster and I was like I was just <laughs> trying to get my Dunkaroos over here right. and I'm getting scared <laughs> right. yes so, yeah I, it, it it was a weird part because I, I I I don't think any place else like I don't think convenience stores rented movies or anything uh, they sold them I remember they would sell them but I don't remember if they I don't think they rented them. I think you're right. And even today, like a, a lot of gas stations will have a small DVD area. Yeah. Um, and you can find some interesting stuff there. Like, um, because these cheap companies that put out movies like City Dragon or Murder in the Orient, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can find these gems if you just check your local gas station. Yeah. It, it's fascinating how it's sort of evolved in, in the time that we, you know, from the 80s to now like and we've kind, of, we've kind of lived that whole evolution where you know where there were no video stores and they were just starting to crop up here and there um that was one of the things i noticed when i was watching the joker movie i just finally saw that one recently is that it takes place in the early 80s and his character is supposed to be like really you know poor like you know kind of like you know just sort of eking out in existence but yet he had a vcr which you know for like the early 80s that was a luxury item right um, you know, but you you kind of think of the evolution of, of how it, we've gotten to where we are now, where we're talking about, well, you can see Anna Nicole Smith on Tubi, you know. Um, yeah. And it, it is cool. Great to kind technology. Of go, yeah. It, <laughs> that's that's what it was made for. <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what the whole the, the Internet was created so that we didn't have to, you know. Um, and I think the video store, it, it you know, it, it definitely had its place. I mean, I think we, you know, we. When the, when the grocery store was involved, um, that was, you know, still when you still had the mom and pop part of it, too. It was really not until Blockbuster takes over that kind of, you know, it, it changed right to this corporate thing where it was just, uh, you know, I mean, the mom and pop place was great because you kind of get to know the person that worked there and you could, you know, get a sense. And you guys actually worked at the video store. So you guys were, oh, yeah. you were on the so, front line. And that was a mom and pop. So, yeah, but you're right. It kind of went through no video stores. Then video stores were all the rage because it was the only way you could see movies because obviously there was no online and no streaming. So you could either your choices were either 
Well, you had a couple choices. You could go to the video store, you could have a pay channel like HBO, or you could right. go to the movie theater. Those are pretty much your three options. Yeah. Then, as the video stores became really hot, grocery stores jumped on the bandwagon. And then that's kind of when the downward slide started happening. And then the mom and pops went away. Then eventually the blockbuster and the Hollywood video went away. It's almost, and then we are where we are today. So, we, yeah, we, you're right. We got to see this whole uh, bell curve actually happen. And so it's no wonder we have nostalgia for that peak time where the, uh, where the, the mom and pops were thriving. Yeah, I guess, you know, you think, like, I think we had three in my small town of Kittery, Maine that I grew up in. I think we, we had three mom and pop, you know, like privately owned mom, and, you know. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, one of the three, I remember one of the three refused to even get a computer system. I remember um, <laughs> my, my friend's dad ran like, you know, one of those early computer companies where he would do the computer systems for businesses when they were, when they were converting over and they refused to do it. So they still had those little slips, right? Which had like the, the carbon paper under them. So you wow. would get one and, and they would That's stick amazing. it on a nail and they still did that until they, closed. I mean, now the place I believe is a, part i think it's like a sub shop and like a drive-through convenience store now um but at that time it was the video store like they had like a, a deal where if you rent it on monday tuesday or wednesday you could get the movie for two days um or a video game a nintendo game for two days um so that was their deal but i remember they even when you know into the 90s when computers were finally starting to become a thing they still you know wrote out the slip for you that's stuck a it on the idea. nail yeah, that's I love hearing that. To me, that's yeah, just great. so great. That epitomizes everything about <laughs> that time that I love so much. Well, because even when we were working at the video store, they had a very primitive kind of program, which <laughs> yes, is called Take One, which is yeah, a DOS-based program. Right. Yeah, um, DOS. And it looked very 80s, like it looked very old-fashioned, and that's what they used up until the, the end. Or maybe they're still using it, I don't know. But And they were offered like more sophisticated programs, and they said no. So they stuck with the with Take One, which, is, it, which when you first went on to it, you see it had a copyright date of like 1983 or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. I was always thought that was funny. Like, oh, we're still using it in 2000. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So that yeah, when when Blockbuster comes in with their like massive resources, it's like that that mom and pop just you know I think part of it too is I think some of those mom and pops like they were older too like they were kind of like okay you know what we've done this for a while we got some money out of it now we're gonna retire or something but but yeah, you know, well, I like yeah, they were that right. successful. Yeah, I mean you know it, it was it was it was you know at that time like you think of like there was only one HBO. Um, one Cinemax. I think that the movie channel, Showtime had existed. I think the movie channel was like just becoming a thing. So what was that? Like four channels, right? Like Stars was a later uh, edition. Stars was later. Yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. So you had four, and then you had the pay-per-view channel, right? Remember you had like that. There was that one that channel you could buy. Pay-per-view right. And it costs things. money. I remember the yeah pay-per-view. It's classic. Yeah. And but we never really had, did that because no, that we weren't. No. We were children. There were you know if that's your parents' permission. Right. <laughs> I had a friend who had a scrambler, and oh, the scrambler oh, right. well, actually was... meant that you could get the, the pay-per-view for free. So we would like – remember like the Tyson fight when he came back after being in jail? Um, we got that for free because we were just you – know, It must have been awesome. Yeah, I mean because that, that would have been such a waste to spend 50 bucks on that. And he – you know, the, they called the fight after like the first, you know, half – you know, 30 seconds or something. But but like that's how I first showed up. A lot of people up. did. Right. A lot of yeah, people probably paid money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big money for that back in the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, fifty bucks in the, in the nineties—that was a lot of money. That's a thousand dollars today. Yeah, <laughs> with I inflation. Mean, exactly, exactly. But I, that's how I first saw Showdown in Little Tokyo. Was actually at my buddy's house on his Discrambler. It was a pay-per-view movie 
um, and and it was on. Oh, that's that cool. Wave. That's a good memory. Yeah, but you know the video store at that time because those channels. I remember my mom was like, "We're not getting HBO because it costs as much money, and they always show the same movies, right? Because they would have like that that cycle of of new movies that they would play over and over." Um, so the video store was a really was 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 really important at that time because it had a bigger selection that beyond what the the pay channels have. I mean, now it's like I mean, there's four HBOs I think or something like that, right? And it's like if you get one, you get all four of them, and you know, all, you know, all of the premium channels have like four iterations now or something like that. So it's like yeah. you know, there's a lot more there. But at that time, the video store really was a bit. And then the other thing too is that you know, a lot of us went to the movie theater a lot back then too. So it was like. You know, you, you needed the video store as a way you to get like product. Yeah. Well, because it was a different thing. Like what would play at the movie theater is a lot different from the movies that would come out on these labels like Vestron or Lightning or all these uh, Wizard Video, all these great labels that would put out these amazing movies. It's it's a very different experience than going to see something on the big screen or on cable. No, cable didn't even get those movies, so you had to go to the video store. Yeah, yeah it's, it's exclusive, video store exclusive. Right, right. And I mean, the video store is paying like what, like ninety bucks for their copy of it, or even right. more. Seventy nine ninety five, priced <laughs> higher in Canada. Right, yeah, exactly. A lot of them say, but yeah, a lot of them could go as high as like eighty nine ninety nine. I mean, that was their full retail price when they first came out. Yeah. And then, but you know, over the course of renting it, I guess you can make your money back, but. Um, well, three dollars a rental, right? So you'd have to, you if it was on a regular night. Sometimes they, they would do like those two for one deals and things like that. So right, it, you might get a discount, but if it was a thirty dollar rental, you'd have to rent it out like what twenty five times to get your money back, or thirty times to get your money back. Um, but sometimes it was just a matter of having it on the shelf, right? So that the, you know, um, if that movie was only rented ten times, but another movie was rented forty, you 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 kind of average it out, um, which you know probably. I mean, I think was it. Ty, I think one of the ones you posted was a video store copy that was like a promotional oh. copy that was like trying oh, to terminal, sell. Like, oh, Terminal Impact, yeah. Was that the one where they were like telling like the, the extolling the virtues of like how action movies rent more? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah Frank Zagarino and yeah. Brian Genesee. Who, I guess yeah. who now follows me on Instagram, which is I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, amazing. I, I, it wasn't. It's not fake because I remember there was a fake Dan Aykroyd or fake Aykroyd, whatever <laughs> I called him. It's like. Yeah, beware of the fake Dan Aykroyd. I've always said that. Yeah, it's like, oh, Dan Aykroyd's following me? Like, why would it happen? But no, it's fake Aykroyd. Yeah. So it's like, like... I think when I first started on MySpace, a fake Lorenzo <laughs> Thomas was following me, and I was, like, uh, so excited. Fake Lorenzo who? Lamas. Lorenzo, yeah. Lorenzo Lamas. A fake Shrink? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was so excited. I'm like, oh, Lorenzo Lamas. I put him in, like, my, you know, your top five? You put him in your top eight? <laughs> I put him in my top eight on, on MySpace. I'm like, oh, this is so great, Lorenzo Lamas. And then I started reading it a little bit more and realized, like, no, this is not really Lorenzo Lamas. Like, oh. like, I started realizing, like, the, the, the English that was used to write about it. Like, it, like, you know, like, one of the things I missed was that he said he liked American football, which, like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Well, but then, you know, it's a dead giveaway when people started making – these MySpace pages for these historical figures like Bach and Beethoven. Yeah, those weren't yeah. real. I was fooled though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> my my friend. One of the funny things. My friend's um wife at the time. They they they've since split. But his his wife um she was um you remember how they would have like those webcam accounts that would 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 you know try to be your friend or something. Well, she had one of those. She thought it was a a a, a class somebody from one of her, her art classes. And didn't know it was a webcam. So, like, the person, like, they became 
she became friends with them, thinking like, oh, this is a person from my art class, when actually it was a webcam person. And the person started posting, <laughs> like, hey, come check out my webcam, like, all over her wall, just, like, constant, like, you know, like, like the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember, you know, we would see those all the time. You know, you'd get them like they would message you or something like that. And you'd be like, whatever, it's just a webcam person, but, you know, get out of here. Um, but she thought it was actually her, her friend from, or somebody from one of her classes and accepted it. And it was just like, no, that's, that's not really how that works. Yeah, I guess it is the danger of MySpace. Yeah. 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 Another nostalgia piece, right? Is that, you know. <laughs> you know. I'm on MySpace all day, but. I know, exactly. <laughs> I know. It's almost like we, we almost did like the after show at the end this of the show. This is the after show. show. Yeah, this is the actually after show. These VHS memories. Well, we should yeah. probably wrap it up here. But yeah. again, you know, it was a great time having you guys as Thanks. always. Um, Thank you. Um, just quick yeah. on our social media, DTVC, um, uh, or D DTV connoisseur uh, dot blogspot dot com. That's our our site. Also, um, just to mention my novel that's uh, out, you can check that out. Chad and Accounting. If you go to uh, Amazon and just type in Chad and Accounting, or there's a link to my author page on uh, DTV Connoisseur. And then um, you know DTV Connoisseur kind of everywhere, right? Like uh, Instagram, uh, the the podcast, um, DTVC, and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, thanks again, guys, oh, for coming on again. Oh, um, this right. Anytime. Thanks for having yeah, time. And you'll be back on very soon. Yes, so. and, and, and we'll definitely have you guys on in, in, in the near future as well. We'll have to, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll think of a good topic here. For, yeah, I'll, <laughs> we'll think of something. Yeah, it's always always great. Probably another list episode or something yeah. like that, but it's always a fun time. Oh, um, so, yeah, thank you guys as well, and um, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.